0: That's joinmidi.com.
1: Hello, this is the President.
2: Hello, this is the President of the United States. Who is this?
3: Is it you again? Look
4: behind
5: you.
3: This is my private line. How did you get through?
5: They're
1: everywhere, all the time. We see them every day. But you have to look behind you.
4: There is nothing behind me. How did you get this number? The
5: spaceman told me. What spaceman? It doesn't matter.
1: They're telling you about monsters. Please, you must look behind you.
6: Young lady, there are no monsters in the Oval Office.
5: Spoke up and said, wait, the loudspeaker spoke up and said... Right, Wingshibby. The loudspeaker spoke up and said... Wingshibby. The loudspeaker spoke up and said... Wingshibby. we Give up. Give up. Give up. Give up. Give up. Give up. Give up.
7: I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. Tonight's program is going to make you think... It's going to make you think about what's going on around us, for sure, because there are a number of things that uh, need to be reported. We have to do it all at once to kind of connect the dots, the patterns, and you name it. There are a number of things going on right now that need to be addressed. I don't know if any of them have any connection, but they most certainly feel like they do. and must be addressed together. I don't know how many times I've been reminded that... uh, this Easter weekend, CERN had fired up again. They, uh, they had to make improvements, they had to make upgrades, and they even blew a tire. <laughs> they blew a magnet when they first fired up. The Large Hadron Collider at CERN is, is back online as scientists embark on a new mission to unlock elemental mysteries of the universe. In fact, as we reported on Ground Zero, the firepower of CERN will be at full throttle above in June when the collider may run up to 17 trillion volts. Now, already Ground Zero listeners have gone to awakenedroots.com. It's awakenedroots.com. They've gone to awakenedroots.com to see the presentation that Anthony Patch had created for the Ground Zero Lounge. The video is available if you go to awakenedroots.com. Just $10 for the download. What you do is you get your receipt, it'll give you a password to watch it on YouTube in a private session. But it's a very important document to watch. So important. In fact, a lot of people are already speaking highly of the video. And Anthony is going to be doing some more national interviews because of this video. So if you want to hear or watch the video that has everyone up and talking about CERN, you need to go to awakenroots.com. That's awakenroots.com and purchase your copy for watching on YouTube it is a Ground Zero Lounge we presented two weekends ago that really gives you information on what is going to happen. And how high this this, this power is going to go at CERN. Um, estimated 17 trillion volts. While well, CERN's first experiments to find the Higgs boson or God particle were running at 7 or 8 trillion volts. volts. There's There are many particle physicists now that claim that the highest burst yet could open up another dimension and signal possible extraterrestrial intelligence that we have yet another doomsday machine to contend with. (laughs) What would be more appropriate and more complete than a new cold war in the second decade of the 21st century with a new, more sophisticated doomsday machine and aliens trying to intervene and stop it. It'd be like a page taken from the script of the Daily Earth stood Here, will aliens come and warn us of the abuse of this power and how it could awaken a sleeping alien giant in another dimension, one that could control minions of aliens to prepare to attack Earth? I know it sounds crazy, but the staggeringly complex Large Hadron Collider Atom Smasher at the CERN Center in Geneva, Switzerland, will be fired up to its highest energy levels. And this is what they are claiming, not me. They are firing up to its highest levels because they want to detect or even create miniature black holes. And if successful, a completely new universe will be revealed, rewriting not only the physics books, but the philosophy books too. It is even possible the gravity from our own universe may leak into this parallel universe, and scientists at the LHC are saying that this could signal extraterrestrial civilizations to come to this planet, or at least come through a wormhole into this planet and to occupy this planet. It's amazing just how careless we are becoming with power. The Large Hadron Collider and all of its hubris could be responsible for sending a cosmic message out into space, or perhaps creating a black hole of its own. But so far, Geneva remains intact and comfortably outside the event horizon for now. Just a reminder: if you want to see this video, it's at awakenedroots. com, and it's only ten dollars to download. It's an amazing video by Anthony Patch. awakenedroots. check it out, uh, and you'll be hearing from Anthony on several other talk shows soon because we've been discussing this with him, and he is uh, he's really, really onto something here with his theories and his in his uh, presentations. You know, over the uh, over the past fifteen years. We have also uh, been talking about how scientists from all over the world have been picking up strange signals from outer space and they all have several factors in common. They last a fraction of a second and arrive with the same amount of energy our sun would emit over the course of a month. Albeit in the form of radio waves, so most of us would never notice, uh, but scientists are. And what's most bizarre about these signals is that they don't appear to line up with any known natural phenomenon. There have been those who have been seeking disclosure about possible alien contact, encouraging science to explore the possibility that these signals are actually extraterrestrial contact, extraterrestrial intelligence. Now, there may not be a reason to encourage the scientists to admit that the signals are from ETs because the signals are now sending strange mathematical patterns, and this demonstrates that intelligent communication is being had between space and us. As a matter of fact, on April 6, 2015, yesterday, it was reported that 11 fast radio bursts from space are now following a strange mathematical pattern, according to a new study, and it has researchers scratching their heads. According to the study, co-authors Michael Hipke of the Institute of Data Analysis at Newkirkian vloon Germany And John Lernit of the University of Hawaii in Manoa says that the bursts, which were first uh, actually detected in 2001, all had dispersion measures that were integer multiples of the same number, 187.5. The astronomers that found the bursts have not seen such things before and do not understand them. Nobody knows what causes fast radio bursts, known as FRBs. The only last a few seconds... And only one so far has been captured live by the Perks Telescope in Australia last year. Though the bursts release just, just about as much energy as uh, in, in a few milliseconds as the sun does in a month, their brevity indicates that the source must be small, with estimates being several hundred miles across in most. Researchers use dispersion measures, which uh, record how much space gunk and uh, whether or not the burst has passed through the space gunk to estimate the distance this FRB has traveled. For instance, a low-frequency FRB will have more gunk on it, indicating a longer trip, whereas a high-frequency FRB will be cleaner, indicating that it came from closer to Earth. The fact that all of the FRB's dispersion measures are integer multiples of 187.5 has, according to Hipkey and Learned's team's calculations, a 5 in 10,000 chance of being coincidental. Let me repeat that. The fact that all of the FRB's dispersion, the measures that have the, the integers there, multiples of 187.5, has, according to Hipkey and Learned's team, a 5 in 10,000 chance of being coincidental. The dispersion measures also indicate their origin is relatively close to Earth, but unlikely from within our own galaxy. I'll bet you that their calculations are off just slightly, and it is within our galaxy probably within the Jovian system. Everything is either the Jovian system or the Saturn system. And I would think that uh, communications from Saturn or, or some other entity in space is sending these bursts to scientists. There are numerous theories on where these bursts are coming from, including speculation that the messages are from extraterrestrial intelligence. This is not a confirmation, but this is most certainly something to think about. A 5 in 10,000 chance of being coincidental at a 187.5, integers of 187.5, mathematically sending a message to us here on Earth, and scientists are speculating now that the messages are from extraterrestrial intelligence. Think about that for a moment. CERN has been trying to send a message and open communication, open up a dimension. And there have been theories that they already have that something has gone through to the other side and has sent a signal. Since 2008, we've been experimenting with this idea of dimensional openings or dimensional changes, Stargate openings and Stargate changes. But see, we have been receiving these microbursts or these fast bursts from some entity in space. At first, happening so quickly, the scientists couldn't figure out what they meant or where they came from. Now, they are sending these messages in integers of 187.5 in a mathematical sense, which means communication and intelligence, quite possibly from extraterrestrial intelligence, meaning communication is happening. They're not going to confirm it yet because we don't know where it's coming from. But until then, we have to understand that this is mathematical intelligence being sent to us from space. A message from space. 888 673 That's 888 Interesting news from yesterday as these bursts coming from space are now sending mathematical communication to our scientists and they don't know what to think. Meanwhile, the Hadron Collider is firing up again, and they want to open another dimension so they can communicate with beings in another dimension. 888 673 That's 888 673 We'll be back with more. Keep it here on Ground Zero. the day after they fired up the CERN Collider. On April 6th, it was reported that 11 fast radio bursts from space are now following a strange mathematical pattern, according to a new study. And it has researchers scratching their heads. According to study co-authors Michael Hipke of the Institute of Data Analysis in Germany and John Learned of the University of Hawaii in Manoa, the bursts, which were first detected in 2001, all had dispersion measures that were integer multiples of the same number, 187.5. The astronomers that found the bursts have not seen such things before and do not understand what they are. Nobody knows what is causing these fast radio bursts, known as FRBs. They only last a few milliseconds, and only one so far has been captured live by the Parkes Telescope in Australia. Though the bursts release just as much energy in a few milliseconds... As the sun does in the month, their brevity indicates that the source must be small, with estimates being several hundred miles across at most. Researchers use dispersion measures, which records how much space gunk the burst has passed through. They want to estimate the distance the FRB has traveled, and they measure the space gunk in order to do so. For instance, a low-frequency fast radio burst will have more gunk on it, indicating a longer trip. Whereas a high-frequency FRB will be cleaner, indicating it came from uh, an area closer to Earth. The fact that all of the FRB's dispersion measures are integer multiples of 187.5 has, according to Hipkey and Learned's team's calculations, a 5 in 10,000 chance of being a coincidence. The dispersion measures also indicate that their origin is relatively close to Earth, but unlikely from within our own galaxy. My producer... Brian Trotter came in just a second ago and he told me, he said, Clyde, what if those radio bursts are coordinates? What if they're sending coordinates to the earth as to where they plan on landing, where they plan on arriving? He said, this is, sounds like something taken right out of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And I have to agree with him. These very well could be coordinates for a landing some sort of that they haven't figured out yet, some sort of a code they haven't figured out yet, or maybe they have, and they're already arranging for the arrival, and they're going to arrange for the arrival in a vast area that is remote, probably the deserts of California, the deserts of Utah, the deserts of Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, perhaps. Within the United Nations right now is a governing body that has been actually preparing for possible contact with an extraterrestrial race. The UN's Committee on the Peaceful Uses of Outer Space, or CPUOS, was created in 1959, and their purpose is to facilitate matters of international concern within outer space, as well as deal with any legal issues that may rise from space exploration. Professor John... Zarnecki of the Open University and Dr. Martin Dominic of the University of St. Andrews say, that societal uprisings could be avoided if there is global cooperation in forming an international political body to oversee the communications between humans and aliens. They both agree that the UN CPUOS will be that facilitator. In 2010, the UN's Director of Outer Space Affairs, Mazlan Othman, said, that, quote, statistically, extraterrestrial life is a possibility. Hoffman also referenced that scientists are finding more and more Earth-like planets, habitable zones, that most likely facilitate life. She believes that the world must come together to lay out a plan for dealing with discovery of alien life. Hoffman also asserts the United Nations should be the sole direct contact and governing body in charge if and when the aliens arrive on Earth. As the appointed international body on Earth, the U.N. would formulate laws and guidelines on how to expedite the peace with the aliens. While the U.N. O.O.S.A. denies that Othman is the official ambassador for Earth in the future alien contact, the Royal Society published papers of a meeting that showed Othman participating in an expert panel discussion about alien life, contact and even possible contamination here on Earth from extraterrestrial intelligence. Scientists for the Royal Society published papers re- referencing all aspects of alien existence. Some are actually surmising that this issue must be addressed as a serious possibility within scientific and governmental circles. Quote, will a suitable process based on expert advice from proper and responsible scientists arise at all? Or will interests of power and opportunism more probably set in and set the scene? asked Sarnecki. In his paper, he says, quote, the detection of extraterrestrial life and the consequences for science and society. Actually, uh, Zarnecki is stressing that humanity needs to be prepared for the consequences of alien invasions. So it sounds as if the U.N. has been busy. It sounds as if science, science has been busy. But what about the United States? Many times we have wanted the United States to come clean on the ideas of extraterrestrials. Our leadership jokes about it many times. In fact, President Clinton appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live and joked about it a bit. Even President Obama appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live to joke about it a bit. But they seemed very cryptic in what they had to say about the possibility of aliens and alien threats to the United States. Coming up on Ground Zero, we have some interesting news about Barack Obama and how he's been having some very interesting meetings with church officials. Now, what is he talking about here? Since when is Barack Obama so religious? I don't think he is. I think he's talking with religious figures about possibilities of whether or not aliens are going to thwart religion. And in some cases, where is there a good place for them to land and take refuge? 888 673 3700. That's 888 673 3700. We'll be back.
6: This is Ground Zero on FM News 101.
8: If I was the president, it's unlikely that that is ever going to happen. You never know. If I was the president, it was unlikely that I was going to be president. (laughs) The moment I was inaugurated, my hand would, would... just it'd still be hot from touching the bible and i would immediately race to uh wherever they hold have the files uh, about area 51 and the ufos and, and i go through everything to find out what happened right? did you do that <laughs> that's why you will not be present. <laughs> uh, that uh, the, the first thing that you would do um. <laughs> <laughs> the, the aliens the won't let it happen <laughs> Secrets. <laughs> have they exercise strict control over this. Now you know there are a lot of people that are going to examine your your facial expressions here, um, every every twitch, everything, oh, no. and say. And of course, so did you look? Did you see? Did you explore? I, I, I can't reveal anything. Oh really? Because President Clinton said he did go right in and he did check, and there was nothing. Well, you know that's that's what we're instructed to say. <laughs>
3: Fast radio bursts, a mysterious type of radio signal that has just recently been detected, has left astronomers and scientists baffled. They have no idea what these bursts are coming from. There was once a time we lived in relative peace.
7: But one morning, we were invaded by a force that we never could have imagined.
9: So, obviously, we are here for our resources. When you invade a place for its resources, you wipe out the indigenous population. Those are the rules of any colonization. And right now, we are being colonized. Only moments
3: ago, New York has come under attack. This has claimed to have seen hundreds of UFOs. It's opening fire!
7: Oh, God! I'm Clyde Lewis, and you are listening to Ground Zero. numbers to call tonight, 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. Simon Conway Morris, who's a professor of uh, evolutionary pale- paleobiology at Cambridge University, is asserting that aliens would be hostile and preparation should be focused on this probability. Morris clarifies that alien life would have similar biological molecules to humans. And extraterrestrials may may have our tendencies toward violence and exploitation. If there were any indication that an alien invasion would occur, there would have to be an irregular deployment of troops and scientists on hand to handle efficiently a transitory move of meeting the extraterrestrials and determining if they're hostile to humans. The staging event would have to take place in a remote area away from many of the larger cities. Some of the areas that have been suggested are remote desert areas of Texas, The far western deserts of Utah, Nevada, Southern California, their deserts, Arizona, and New Mexico. There would also have to be a meeting with several of the major religious organizations in the country to brief them on how they should handle the news of such an event taking place. Ted Peters, who's a professor of uh, systematic theology at Pacific Lutheran Theological Seminary in California, supposes that alien contact would drastically affect the world's religions, possibly creating a collapse of conventional wisdom. Peters asks the following questions. Will confirmation of extraterrestrial intelligence, ETI, cause terrestrial religion to collapse? What is the scope of God's creation? What can we expect regarding the moral character of ETI? Is one earthly incarnation in Jesus Christ enough for the entire cosmos, or should we expect multiple incarnations on multiple planets? Will contact with more advanced ETI diminish human dignity? He goes on to say that the Bible supports aliens as part of God's creation and will be seen as the gift of a loving and gracious God. Even the U.S. government is preparing for alien contact or invasion. In 1978
3: That's chumbacasino.com.
7: No purchase necessary. BTW, void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Time magazine published a report that predicted that contemporary Protestant and Roman Catholic theologians, who have become accustomed to follow wherever science seems to be leading, speculate in turn in the new realm of exotheology, the theology of outer space, concerning what nature calls the extraterrestrial races might have. It can hardly be denied that the myth behind science fiction has a powerful fascination even among many learned men of our day. Furthermore, long before Time Magazine analyzed predictive programming and religion, the respected psychoanalyst Carl Jung pointed out many years ago that we had lost the ability to believe in salvation through a deity, and it would not be too far of a stretch to compare the UFO alien abduction phenomenon as a modern religious experience. Even if you don't believe that reports of UFO abduction are true, religious studies are now evolving and within a generation you will probably see the acceptance of the exotheological Christ and even more expanding exo theological religious movements that use environmental concerns as the chief cornerstone of faith this would mean faith in the planet faith in the universal whole and faith in an exotheological dogma which includes aliens the acceptance of these space gods is now manifesting in the Catholic Church and this is a major development in the process of alien disclosure and acceptance. It is part of the revelation of the method and the predicted outcome that was given to us through years of science fiction, programming, and successful retooling of a consensus spirituality. The Reverend Jack A. Jennings, who happens to be the Presbyterian chaplain at Montana State University, argues that contact with other forms of intelligent life could turn out to be the most exciting story of the ages. Jennings says that if extraterrestrial life forms prove able to reach us, We might need to differentiate, actually, differentiate between the great God of the universe, the God of Abraham and Moses, who might have been simply a spaceman, become a tribal deity. Barack Obama made a surprise visit at Utah's Hill Air Force Base on April 2nd. He spoke with Utah dignitaries and had a secret meeting with the leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. Conspiracy sites were immediately abuzz that Obama's first time visit to the Beehive State was to tell church officials to be ready for a possible disclosure or even contact with ETI in one of the one of at least 5 states, Utah included. The states that were mentioned as possible landing sites are also coincidentally included in the Jade Helm 15 drill. By the way, Obama's meeting was a was was actually so secret with the Mormon Church that the White House Correspondence Association is reportedly crafting a list of demands to be sent to the White House after a pool of reporters covering the president's visit to Salt Lake City were turned away from a meeting between Obama and Mormon leaders. Although the Salt Lake City incident appears to be an imme- the, the immediate cause for the petition, Obama has long had a troubled relationship with the White House press corps. There's a question as to what was so top secret that the reporters could not cover what was being discussed with Obama and Mormon leaders. There is even the speculation that the alien landing site, if there is one, one that was discussed with church leaders, is actually part of the church's immense property holdings. Many people don't know this, but officials of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints refuse to disclose information about real estate holdings that they have. Even to members, they say that it gets uh, to become a distraction from the church's ecclesiastical mission. Property records are recorded in uh, actually that there are about 2,825 counties in the United States where the church have property and the church holds title to land under a variety of different names which it also refuses to disclose, so it is virtually impossible to determine independently how much property the church owns and where. Most of the property can be found in the southwestern United States. Bingo, another coincidence. There are also those who do not trust the LDS church and that it is possible of an alien landing, that if there is an alien landing to be had on one of their properties, it turns out to be a true story, if it's a true story. It would be because many people say that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is a front for the Illuminati and that the Illuminists are conducting an ongoing psychological warfare against the world with alien deception. Some believe that Mormons, Catholics, Scientologists, they're all preparing the world for the coming of the end-time strong delusion, which, of course, is the landing of ancient alien gods. The question is, if the United States were preparing for alien contact, what would it look like? If the 11 energy bursts detected by scientists were a code for longitude and latitude and the coordinates were somewhere between Utah, Arizona, Texas, and who knows where else, wouldn't we see an increase in possible troop activity to secure the wide area? Of course you would. Would it explain why the president has met with members of the LDS Church to secure permission to assemble troops on a land owned by the Mormons? Of course it would. Between 1982 and 1988, the pre- uh, then-President Ronald Reagan had a few things to say about the reality of the alien threat. He actually mentioned it so so many times, about three times, he mentioned the threat. He basically asked, how would we react? What would we do if the protocols uh, uh, directed us to have a meeting with something or or anything or, or a close shape with something that could invade contact or otherwise throw the nation into panic? I always refer to Reagan's speeches because they were so blatant. They, they've always dismissed his ramblings from an old man, but come on. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. He's right, you know. He even told Mikhail Gorbachev, his good friend, about what he was saying, and Gorbachev himself confirmed that the alien conversation in Geneva during uh, an important speech on February 17th, 1987, he said that while he didn't think it was out of the ordinary to speak about it, he just thought it was the wrong time to bring it up. Gorbachev stated, at our meeting in Geneva, the U.S. president said that if the Earth faced an invasion by extraterrestrials, the United States and the Soviet Union would join forces to repel such an invasion. I shall not dispute the hypothesis, though. I think it's early yet to worry about such an intrusion. So it's interesting to point out that Gorbachev never spoke of how weird the conversation was. He only commented that it may be too early to talk about such an event as an alien invasion. And so the question I have did that indicate that perhaps there is a date? when it would be more appropriate to discuss, to actually discuss the possibility of an alien landing or an alien contact? Or have the governments of the world been planning on a date where they announce to the world that life is out there, life out in space, or they have been planning on a date where they would stage an alien invasion? That's the question. Now, here's an even bigger hypothetical question, and that is, well, does the powering up at CERN The space burst showing intelligent mathematical patterns and a huge military fake invasion sound like something familiar to us all. Well, numerous conspiracy theorists, most notably former naval officer William Cooper, who wrote the famed underground book called Behold a Pale Horse, speculated that Reagan's speech was an expositional public debriefing to nudge the public towards wrapping their minds around the idea that a world government is a necessary response to an alien invasion scenario. Cooper went on to suggest that a fake alien invasion had been in the works by the U.S. government since the 1930s. That even Orson Welles wore the world's broadcast of been done as an experiment to see how the populace would react to such an event. Cooper hosted a radio talk show founded by the Constitution Party and predicted the gradual and pre-planned worldwide economic collapse. Followed by threats of nuclear conflict and then an almost unprecedented answer to the world's woes an alien threat that every nation of the world would fight against. So we look at the fusing together of science and religion. We see how everybody's rushing to find out what they can. Circumstantial evidence, correlations show that perhaps there's meetings going on between our leadership and leaderships of several churches. The Catholics have been mum on what the Lucifer telescope has found since they've installed Lucifer two. And we have a lot of people wondering if perhaps Jade Helm 15 is nothing more than a cover to protect the nation from an alien threat. What do you think? 888 3700 That's 888 3700 I mean, CERN has said, the people of CERN, the scientists at CERN have said that they can open up a dimension. And they probably already have. And if they have, something can get through, you know. doesn't take much to get something through. A little dimensional hallway or a little-dimensional wormhole that they've made. so maybe something has happened, and they're keeping it pretty pretty much under the vest. But maybe if we put two and two together, there could be an alien landing. We wouldn't know about it. The military would, and maybe a few people who witness it, but otherwise it'd be kept pretty darn close to the vest as we're pretty much preparing for a fake invasion with, Jane, with uh, Jade Helm 15 and other events that are taking place that seem to be coincidental. Is it coincidental? 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. Tonight, we explore the possibility that while we're all looking around for the obvious, the more supernatural that we've always thought could happen may be happening already. With fast bursts coming from space that are being mathematically patterned and other things, meetings with church officials and the president and everything else, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? 888 3700 That's 888 3700 More to come. Keep it here on Ground Zero.
6: Back to Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis on FM News 101.
7: Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Let's go to Steve calling in from Florida tonight. Hi, Steve, you're on Ground Zero.
1: Hi, Clyde. I'm enjoying your show tonight. Thank you. Hey, I'm just a humble 54-year-old realtor who lives by the mouse house here in Orlando. Hmm. Um, I, I do uh, have a couple uh, thoughts about what you've been talking about tonight, even though my head's spinning a little bit about everything. Okay. One of the things is uh, with the aliens. It's my hope that an alien contact would bring mankind together. You know, these religious fanatics uh, that think they have the right to kill another human being, it's hard to knock them off their high horse. And I think an extraterrestrial encounter might have the power to do that and to kind of level the playing field with everybody.
7: I think it would too. I mean, just like what Ronald Reagan said, it would definitely unite all of us because what, you know, we'd find an intelligence greater than ours. We wouldn't be the, 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 we wouldn't be the king of the block.
1: Yeah. And, and they won't think they're king of the hill and think they have the right to do as they please with other humans. Um, the second thing I like to say is, um, uh, I have an older stepbrother. He's about 15 years older than me. He's been a brain all of his life, the chemistry set as a kid. And, uh, He went on to be a particle physicist. He taught at Columbia University in New York, and then he moved over to France. And he's been in France uh, so long, he joked with me that he's forgetting English. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But he works at CERN. He's one of the many thousands that work at CERN. Mm -hmm. One of the things about uh, the physics realm, um, I had a chance to see his thesis paper. And I swear, Clive, I could not get past the first sentence. It was so foreign—the jargon they use, the vocabulary—it's yeah. uh, like a different language. And uh, I think it's kind of tough for us, us folks, uh, regular folks, to comprehend what phys- uh, physics is and 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 the whole realm—that whole realm. Mm-hmm. It, it's really—and even uh, I know you're you're promoting a. The gentleman that has that video and and the worries, you know, everybody's worried about new technology. No,
7: actually, actually, his video is very informative. It's not about, it's not a scare video. It's very informative. I know you think that I'm trying to pull a scary thing, but I'll tell you one thing: when something's firing at 17 trillion volts, I have a right to be frightened. And I have a right to know why they're going to fire something at 17 trillion volts underneath the planet. Sure, sure, yeah. And I'm, I'm. I mean, doesn't that? I mean, would you stand next theory. to a transformer at 17 trillion volts? You'd be fried, wouldn't you? Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it doesn't take a particle physicist to understand that something that big is going to blow a hole in space-time continuum at 17 trillion volts. They know what they're doing, and they are saying, not me, that they want to open up another dimension.
1: Yeah. Well, I think, I think we should um, trust those that have this super education and are, are really wise, and uh, I think we need to put a little bit of trust in them.
7: Yeah, put a little bit of trust in a human you being who can make mistakes? No, I don't do that, Steve. I mean, they can be the smartest people in the world, but when you have people like Stephen Hawking, who's also fairly smart, saying that it's a stupid idea to fire it at 17 trillion volts, I have to listen to Stephen Hawking. Yeah, it's something to think about. Yeah, I'm afraid that uh, you can't convince me at 17 trillion. I mean, they found Higgs boson at 7. Uh, they were firing for Higgs boson about 7 or 8 trillion, and now they want to go 17. What's at 17? Doomsday I know
1: I know that he's really excited about the work there and I know it'll be really hard to stop him.
7: so <laughs> well everybody everybody's excited about the work there that's their lives they've given him that life and have told them that it's an amazing time to be alive but when you look around at the campus at CERN you're wondering what exactly is that life and it, it is and is it a religion to a higher power to know that you have you have all of the uh, all of the control of space-time just because you can fire a huge magnet? That's pretty amazing. That's a lot of power to have, and I would be very, very happy too if they told me that I had that power. But also be very afraid, and I would have to think to myself, is it responsible to continue to flaunt that power without hubris? I would say no. Steve, thank you for the call. We'll be back with more. Keep it here on Ground Zero.
11: Covered and blinded by a blanket of little lives, false security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up. An eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you. An I ready to blink? So face forward, with arms wide open and mind reeling. Your future has arrived. Are you ready to go?
5: The loudspeaker spoke up and said, Wings. The loudspeaker spoke up and said, wait The loudspeaker spoke up and said, <laughs> Give up, give up, give up, give up, give up,
7: give up, give up, give up, give up. <laughs> 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 And this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight: 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. Many of you have inquired about Anthony Patch and the presentation that he did uh, two weeks ago at the Hilton Hotel in Portland regarding CERN. Now, CERN is refired. We know this happened over the weekend, but they haven't fired to full power yet. And so we are still, we're, we're not in any danger at the moment firing as low as they fired. I mean, they flew, they actually fired about 7 trillion to find Higgs boson, and we survived that. But what the real concern is, is when it goes to 17 trillion or beyond that, and that's supposed to happen sometime in June, is they're going to go full throttle. And so, Anthony Patch, of course, uh, I was notified that Anthony is going to be appearing on a number of talk shows and i would like for you to get the heads up on what he has to say about cern and the large hadron collider and you can get the scoop by going to awakenedroots.com that's awakenedroots.com you go there and it'll talk about the ground zero event with anthony anthony patch and you can download a video or actually what happens is you pay 10 dollars for the video they send you a password in an email form so you can watch it And it will give you the lowdown on some of the most interesting and intricate things about CERN that you never knew. Some things that, uh, you know, that can serve as a warning. We're not predicting the end of the world. We're only talking about the risks that are being taken with regard to firing CERN up to 17 trillion volts. And we worry that, of course, as CERN has boasted, that they are going to open up another dimension in our universe which is also very dangerous and also creating black holes another very dangerous thing so if you want to know more about this situation if you want to know more and want to see the ground zero lounge presentation as as above so below concerns with uh, concerns with cern you go to awakenedroots.com that's awakenedroots.com there you'll be able to load the video and watch it to get the heads up and uh, be paying attention because Anthony is going to be showing up on several talk shows, and you can call him and ask questions because it's, I mean, we started it here. We want everyone to pay attention to what CERN is doing, and while we're not focusing too much on CERN, it's very interesting how we have been smashing atoms at the LHC atom smasher at the CERN center in Geneva, Switzerland, and when they fire up to its highest energy levels, in a bid to detect or even create a miniature black hole or even a, a universe, a small universe, this would be an amazing feat for science to create a whole new universe, rewriting not only physics books, but the philosophy books, too. Oh, and by the way, speaking of books, if you go to awakenroots.com, you get free books. Uh, and uh, and if you watch the video, uh, Anthony will tell you how to get his free books and read those as well. But the scientists at LAC are saying just how amazing... This power will be and the LAC in all of its hubris could be responsible for sending a cosmic message out into space or perhaps creating, you know, black holes or so far, though. I mean, (laughs) we're looking at Geneva and it looks like it remains intact on the event horizon. No problems yet. But over the past 15 years, and this is what I find very interesting, scientists from all over the world have been picking up strange signals from outer space. And they all have several factors in common. They last a fraction of a second and ride with the same amount of energy our sun would emit over the course of a month. But they come in as radio wave forms. And most of them, you know, most of us wouldn't notice them because, of course, radio waves are around us all the time. But what's most bizarre about these signals is that they don't appear to line up with any known natural phenomenon. And, and there there have been those who have been seeking disclosure about possible alien contact, encouraging science to explore the possibility that these signals, these Fast radio bursts are extraterrestrial contact, or it's them trying to contact us. Now, there have been, well, a lot of speculation, but I guess on the 6th, yesterday, April 6th, it was reported that 11 fast radio bursts from space were fired towards us, and now they're following a strange mathematical pattern. And it has researchers scratching their heads, according to a study... Co-authors Michael Hipke of the Institute of Data Analysis at Neukirchen, Germany, and John Learned of the University of Hawaii, Manoa, they claim that the bursts, which were first detected in 2001, all had dispersion measures that were integer multiples of the same number, which is 187.5. The astronomers that found the bursts have not seen such things before and do not understand them. Nobody knows what is causing these fast radio bursts, known as FRBs. The only last few milliseconds, and only one so far, has been captured live at the Parkes Telescope in Australia, actually in Australia last year. The bursts release just as much energy in a few milliseconds as the sun does in a month, but brevity indicates that the source must be small, with estimates being several hundred miles across at most. Now, researchers are, well, they, what they do is they use dispersion measures, which records how much space gunk the burst has passed through. To estimate the distance an FRB has traveled, for instance, there's a low-frequency FRB. It'll have more gunk on it, indicating a longer trip, whereas a high-frequency FRB will be cleaner, indicating it came closer to planet Earth. In fact, that all the FRB's dispersion measures are integer multiples of 187.5 has, according to Hipkey and, Le- and Learn's team's a calculation here, of a 5 in 10,000% chance of it all being coincidental that this is, it has a 5 in 10,000% chance of it being co- coincidental, this 187.5 integer. So this dispersion measures, and how, how they measure it indicates that their origin is relatively close to Earth. But they're saying, ah, maybe not from our galaxy. At least they're not going that far yet. And there are numerous theories on where these bursts are coming from, including speculation that the messages are from extraterrestrial intelligence. Within the United Nations, there's a governing body that has been preparing for possible contact with an extraterrestrial race. The U.N.'s Committee on Peaceful Uses of Outer Space was created in 1959. Their purpose is to facilitate matters of international concern within outer space, as well as deal with any legal issues that may arise from space exploration. Professor John Zarniki of the Open University and Dr. Martin Dominic of the University of St. Andrews say... The societal uprisings could be avoided if there is global cooperation forming an international political body to oversee the communications between humans and extraterrestrials. They both agree that the U.N.'s CPUOS will be the facilitator. Now, Many of you remember that in 2010, the United Nations Director for Outer Space Affairs, Mazlan Othman, said that statistically extraterrestrial life is a possibility. Often referenced to scientists that are finding more and more Earth-like planets in, has, uh, in ha- habitable zones. Uh, they're more likely to facilitate life. But she also believes that the world must come together to lay out a plan for dealing with the discovery of alien life.
10: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
8: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo when we lost track of time. <gasps>
4: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
7: Offman also asserts the United Nations should be the sole direct contact and governing body in charge if and when the aliens arrive on Earth. As the appointed international body on Earth, the UN would formulate laws and guidelines on how to expedite peace with the aliens. Now, the U.N. denies that Othman is that official ambassador for Earth and future alien contact, but the Royal Society published papers of a meeting that showed that Othman participated in an expert panel discussion about alien life contact and even possible contamination here on Earth from extraterrestrials. Scientists from the Royal Society published papers referencing all aspects of alien existence, surmising that this issue must be addressed as a serious possibility with scientific and governmental circles. This is interesting because of all the things that we've been hearing lately. Simon Conway Morris, a professor of evolutionary paleobiology at Cambridge University, asserts that aliens would be hostile and preparation should be focused on the probability that they may not like us. They may have a tendency toward violence and exploitation of humankind. Is there any indication that alien invasion would occur? There would have to be an irregular deployment of troops and scientists on hand. To handle efficiently a transitory move of meeting the extraterrestrials and determining if they're hostile to humans. The staging event would have to take place in a remote area away from many of the larger cities. And some of the areas that have been suggested are remote desert areas of Texas, the far western deserts of Utah, Nevada, Southern California deserts, Arizona, and New Mexico. There would also have to be a meeting with several of the major religious organizations in the country to brief them on how they should handle the news of such an event taking place. Interesting, isn't it, that some of the places that they designate for landing sites would be in Texas, possible Utah, Nevada, Southern California, Arizona, New Mexico. By the way, those states are the same states that are hosting the Jade Helm 15 exercise, which I find fascinating. And, of course, there are a number of people who are involved with theological aspects, uh, theocracy aspects, or or the theologians are all coming together now. Ted Peters, of course, uh, is at Pacific Lutheran Theological Seminary, and he has a lot of questions that he feels that if aliens arrive, it'll be okay, but it may create a collapse of conventional wisdom, as people will seek after the aliens, more so than they'll seek after God. And same with scientists. Many people who are into the sciences may want to seek the aliens before they seek science, and this is something that will... definitely creates some problems, perhaps even a schism in the world. Peter asks, Will confirmation of extraterrestrial intelligence cause terrestrial religion to collapse? What is the scope of God's creation? What can we expect regarding the moral character of ETI? Is one earthly incarnation of Jesus enough for the entire cosmos, or should we expect multiple incarnations on multiple planets? Will contact with more advanced ETIs diminish human dignity? He goes on to say that the Bible supports aliens as part of God's creation and will be seen as the gift of a loving and gracious God. Even the U.S. government has to prepare for alien contact or invasion. Question is, with Jade Helm 15 gathering together in the States, were suggested, is Barack Obama aware of a possible alien contact? Well, just a few days ago, he met with the leaders of the Mormon church. It was very interesting what was talked about and what wasn't talked about. 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. We'll be taking your phone calls coming up on Ground Zero. Don't go away.
6: You're listening to Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis on FM News 101.
11: and big things are being planned. Call Clyde Lewis now. Ground Zero.
7: Just a reminder that for the longest time, as far back as 1978, a lot of theologians and uh, scientists and psychoanalysts, mind you, have wondered if we would ever Come close to an exotheological religious movement that uses environmental concerns as the chief cornerstone of faith. Now, we've already got the climate change business going on, so we have the environmental concerns could be a surely a chief cornerstone of faith, and then we could have exotheological religious movements basically having faith in a universal whole and faith in aliens. The acceptance of all of this is now manifesting in the Catholic Church, and this is a major development in the process of alien disclosure and acceptance because, of course, the Lucifer. A uh, telescope in Arizona is looking for something out in space. The Reverend Jack A. Jennings, who happens to be the Presbyterian chaplain of Montana State University, argues that contact with other forms of intelligent life could turn out to be the most exciting story of the ages. Jennings says that if extraterrestrial life forms provable, then, of course, uh, they will be able to reach us. And we may need to differentiate between the great God of the universe and the God of Abraham and Moses, who might have just simply been a spaceman, and become a tribal deity. What's interesting is Barack Obama on April 2nd made a surprise visit at Utah's Hill Air Force Base, and he spoke with Utah dignitaries and had a secret meeting with the leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Conspiracy sites were immediately abuzz that Obama's first-time visit to the Beehive State was to tell church officials to be ready for a possible disclosure event or even contact with ETI in, in, in one of at least five states, Utah included. Why would Obama talk about the five states? Well, because the Mormon Church has a lot of uh, real estate holdings in these states. Obama's meeting was so secret with the Mormon Church of the White House Correspondents Association is reportedly crafting a list of demands to be sent to the White House. They're angry because a pool of reporters covering the president's visit to Salt Lake City were turned away from a meeting between Obama and Mormon leaders, although the Salt Lake City incident appears to be an immediate cause for this uh, type of, uh, you know, petitioning. Obama has always had trouble with the White House press corps. There is a question, though, as to what was so top secret that the reporters couldn't attend the meeting with Mormon church leaders. Well, a lot of people are saying that it's because of their property holdings. Officials at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints refused to disclose information about real estate holdings, even to members saying that such information would distract from the church's ecclesiastical mission. Property records are recorded in the 2,825 counties in the United States that the church owns, and the church holds title and land under a variety of different names, which also they refuse to disclose those names. So it virtually is impossible to determine independently how much property the church owns and where. Most of the property can be found in these southwestern United States. There are also those who do not trust the LDS church And that they think that it's a possibility that perhaps an alien landing on one of their properties could turn out to be, well, if it's a true story, it would be because many people say the church is a front for the Illuminati and that the Illuminatis are conducting an ongoing psychological warfare against the world with alien deception. Some believe that Mormons, Catholics, and Scientologists are preparing the world for the coming of the end times strong delusion, which, of course, is a return of alien gods. So the question is, if the United States were preparing for an alien contact, what do you think it would look like? If the 11 energy bursts actually that were detected by scientists were a code for longitude and latitude, and the coordinates were somewhere between Utah, Arizona, and Texas, would we see an increase in possible troop activity to secure the wide area? And would it explain why the president has met with members of the LDS Church to secure permission to assemble troops on land owned by the Mormons? Ronald Reagan did say that our differences worldwide would vanish if an alien threat was to come and it would come at a time where we needed need it most. I mean, how would we react? I mean, what would be the protocols for the arrival of something or a close shave with something that could invade uh, contact or otherwise throw the nation into a panic? I've always referred to Reagan's speeches when it comes to that. Gorbachev, his friend, even referred to the speeches he made saying, well, I do not rule out the possibility of an alien infestation, but I certainly think that when Ronald Reagan spoke about it, it was at a wrong time. So... Were they planning something like this? Has there been a timetable involved with the alien incursion or the alien invasion or the alien incarnation? Well, the Catholic Church knows something. Maybe the Mormon Church knows something. Barack Obama may know something. And we'll just have to speculate. So what do you think? Do things look pretty good for some sort of an alien contact about now? These fast radio bursts certainly are interesting, and they're very compelling evidence that something with intelligence is trying to communicate with us something may be sending us coordinates for a landing site. And could these coordinates be the deserts of the southwest? And is that why we're rushing around now with troops on the ground in hopes to pr- possibly contain or possibly cordon off some sort of a miraculous extraterrestrial event? 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. Something to think about, something to speculate about on Ground Zero. What's your opinion? 888-673-3700. We're back with Board Ground Zero. Don't go away.
6: Zero on FM News
8: one o one. Attention, please. At the
2: recommendation of the International Time Bureau, commencing at twenty three hours fifty nine minutes 60 seconds, yes. yes.
8: an extra second will be inserted into the NBS time scale. This adjustment is required to maintain international time.
11: Physicists and military defense consultants can now reveal there are actual high-level plans to fight an alien invasion from the Pentagon to the U.N. Alien invasion is taken seriously.
12: Hey, it it's our last so Have you all had any uh, reports of unknown flying objects over there? We are having quite an invasion over here. I'm
13: just now being told that one of the Coast Guard cutters has issued a maiden. It is difficult.
9: Sightings reported right
14: here in
9: the nation. Capital UFOs have interfered
2: with missiles in U.S. Air Force bases. We are at war. Out the trying to get away
8: against a foe that is bent on our destruction.
7: I'm Clyde Lewis, and you are listening to Ground Zero. Call tonight, 888 673 3700. That's 888 3700. Strange, fast radio bursts are now coming to scientists. They're creating mathematical equations and communications. I told you that they speak in numbers. Now science is baffled. Now we have President Obama meeting with the clergy of the Mormon Church, asking them questions, maybe about property. We have uh, military going to be assembling on property all along the southwestern states. In fact, Utah and Texas are the biggest states they're going to be gathering at. A nice place for a perhaps a, some sort of a contact situation. Remember, close encounters of the third kind. They actually evacuated a small town near the Devil's Tower. And of course, there are other things that uh, you can remember in movies, such as uh, War of the Worlds, where before an alien contact took place, there were power outages everywhere. We seem to be seeing a lot of them today and a lot of strange things happening. Let's go to Willow now in Portland, Oregon. Willow, hi. You're on Ground Zero.
15: Hi, Clyde. Hey. Okay, so I just have a – I'm going to have to make this really quick. My phone's dying. Okay. Um, okay, so if you think about it, okay, we're in the age of Aquarius. Right. The age of illusion is finally going away, okay? Yes. What's the quickest way to get the whole entire world to go underneath your thumb? Scare them, correct? Yes. Am I right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you think about it, everybody's so worried about this alien threat, but if you think back to when you had that broadcast with the Ashtar dude who came across the TV channel... Yes. Yeah. He warned us of this. If you think about it, think back, he warned us of the people we trust are the ones who will um, destroy us. Who are, who are too many people trusting? They're trusting the government. Well, now religion's coming in, and like I said, the veil of illusion is going down. So... It's literally like it's a whole new awakening. I mean, we've been in the, as a friend of mine puts it, in the birth canal of the Age of Aquarius for 2,000 years. We're coming out now. So, we know that the hippies,
7: huh? So you're not discounting the possibility this could be some sort of a either staged alien situation or perhaps that we are getting the communications. I know that, once again, correlation is not proof of anything but we uh, certainly have a number of things going on where the world is gathering together. At least troops are gathering together in the Southwest. Uh, The president's speaking with clergy. The pope said that aliens are real. A number of other people are saying that aliens are are real and that we're preparing now for the exotheocracy or the exotheology. So you would say that, yes, that this is, uh, we're we're right here. We're almost there, or, or what would you say? What
15: would I say? My honest opinion, okay, this is what I see. Okay, this is what I see, this is what I've heard, this is what I've come to gather from information that's been given to me. Basically, like I said, we are passing the age of illusion. Okay, we have transferred from Piscean era to Aquarian era. And with the age of Aquarius, all the veils are dropping. Religions are going to come together, people are going to come together. We're waking up, um, we we want the world to be a better place. And quite frankly, if we are naive enough to really believe that we are the only form of existence within this entire vast universe, we are pretty darn naive, if you ask me. So personally, yeah, I really do think there's somebody else out there. I mean, if you look on, um, like, the Egyptian uh, temples and stuff, they have hieroglyphics of, uh, like, spaceships and helicopters and, you know, it's – stupidity, plain right. and simple. And with discerned people trying to play God, <laughs> hello, we might be meeting him. <laughs> I, okay.
7: that, that would be a frightening thing. It's like uh, opening up a portal to awaken a uh, sleeping giant that can come down and destroy us all. I would worry about that. I mean, I'm not, you know, not going to talk about the end of the world because the end of the world isn't going to happen in a timely way. You're not going to be able to predict that. But you're pushing yourselves ever closer to some sort of a extinction-level event when you're toying with powers that are that great and when you're wanting to open up uh, portals and things of that nature, this is this is super science. This is uber science. This is beyond the pay grade of most people to understand particle physics, uh, you know, things like that, quantum physics. I mean, we have a hard time understanding them or even, uh, you know, thinking about them. But now there's this ever-pressing possibility with communications from fast radio bursts to Gatherings of of troops to all kinds of other things that are circumstantially pointing to the possibility of contact. I say we yeah, should pay I, attention. I, yeah,
15: it's, it's actually kind of funny because I told your uh, call screen. I said, "Is it just me, or does it seem like we're uh, living in the movie of Contact with Jodie Foster?"
7: So it seems like because people in that film were arguing uh, the debate between spirituality and the belief in aliens and whether or not it would replace one another, but apparently not. They came to the conclusion that they would be just as uh, equal on the playing field as anything else, that a spiritual experience is uh, different from an alien experience, which uh, yeah. I don't know. But
15: is... in contact, they did mathematics.
7: Yes, they did. So
15: it literally feels like we are watching contact unfold before our eyes. But it literally Clyde, It comes down to, you know, we're in a new era, and we are dropping the veil of illusion.
13: Right, you know? exactly.
15: It's, it's, it's a whole new generation. Like, the kids that are coming in now are, you know, basically star children and you know you've got these star children coming in into our generation we're getting birth to these star children who right. are going to set things right and they're leading us to not be afraid they know things that you know we will never even begin to comprehend in our lifetime
7: well willow i really appreciate you calling a very uh, thought-provoking call i really really enjoyed your call thank you so much
15: no problem Take Have a nice care. Day.
7: you too let's go to lewis in colorado hi lewis you're on ground zero
14: Hi Clyde. I uh, good to hear you um okay I got a, a short thought uh, I think if we have contact with aliens uh in the positive way, if we can contact them by opening a new dimension or uh, uh or communicate with the radio burst whatever the way might be, it might offer an opportunity for government <clears throat> scientific and religious uh, institutions to evolve, to go to the next level, and then have us, you, the humans, the chance to slowly evolve, either by interacting with them, maybe changing our DNA in a long road. Now, this operation has to be controlled and quiet. And I think that it's like the Anunnaki's, when they created humans to work for them, to find gold. Basically, like the same concept, but in a advanced way. Basically, that's what I'm thinking, Clyde.
7: Well, I mean, that's a pretty interesting thought. I, I would say that, uh, you know, there are a lot of things that come together if you really study. I mean, most people don't study beyond the, the idea of a science fiction film, because science fiction, of course, has bombarded us with predictive programming regarding the alien threat. However, the alien threat is no more of a threat than it is a possibility of either A, they're coming for an extinction-level event, B, it's catastrophic cycle and the aliens are here to help us, or they're here to eat us and harvest us. So for the longest time, we've been curious about what they might be, what they might do. We have a lot of clergymen that are saying this is what we think will happen. We do have open uh, arms and we have open minds for the idea of the aliens returning or coming to planet Earth. But we have to be very, very... Uh, Uh, reticent when it comes to meeting with them and talking with them because we do not know if they would exploit us or otherwise harm us because they don't see us as anything but lower than them and that they can control us. So that would be the thing to, to consider if they do come, and that would be probably why we'd have a gathering of troops and a gathering of other people, clergymen, scientists, and others to try and analyze whether or not there is a threat if these aliens land anywhere in the other side of the coin,
14: probably it's time, uh, it is time for humanity to make a change. And to make a change, sometimes we need to, you know, like shake us, make a shake in, the, in, in our soul, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just, just make it happen. It's not going to be easy. Probably the reason they do it slowly is because that's the most effective way. Instead, shaking us real hard, just, you know, just do a little shake slowly until we actually contact them and then go to the next level. That's what I think. And in my opinion, if I see them, I'll be, I will be ready. If I see them, they're coming right now, I will be ready. But hopefully it's going to be in a peaceful way, the relationship between the aliens and the humans.
7: Well, Lewis, thank you so much for your call. Remarkable call. Thank you so much for your thoughts. That's, that's great, great thinking. Brian in Florida, WFLA, you're on Ground Zero. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing, Clyde? Good.
16: I, I would have to say that with the last two callers, that I definitely feel the pot boiling. I'm ready to jump out ah. so it it's a very uh it's a very uh unique situation that we're in right now there's a a lot of information is intended to be consumed and um, it was on msn today it's 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 one of my logins, and it said right there that scientists speculates that aliens would be large beings uh-huh. a, a lot of information that I studied at first before I started listening to other radio sources or other sources, I was two to three years ahead of the curve. Now Fox news is covering stuff that, that I studied four years ago. It's becoming mainstream media, right? You know, if, if you want a world government and you want to be able to take control, there's, there's three aspects of power. There's religious military and social. and, in order to implement the final plan, any good story has a protagonist and an antagonist. And I would have to say that some type of extraterrestrial contact would give us some doubts within all of ourselves and give an opportunity to rise for a new kind of truth to come forward. None of us can verify that truth because it's an external source. Right. So, I think what's getting ready to happen is something that's going to change all of us uh, like like the last caller was saying, like the age of aquarius which was which was a echo from the seventies, and she also uh touched on the star trial, which you know is an alien being' skull which which certain people have in their possession right now.
7: Mm-hmm. Lloyd Pye and, had in his uh, possession until he passed away, yes. Mm-hmm.
16: Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going on with that. We have a lot of astronomers that are dropping dead, too.
10: Mm-hmm.
16: Yes. So, something's going on and coming to a head where they can no longer hide it from the public?
10: With Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No
4: purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18
3: plus.
16: And in order for them to make their power grab, they're going to have to bring us into some form of truth that has deception in it.
7: So you're saying disclosure and, disclosure and disinformation kind of colliding together in order to win over the hearts and minds of the people.
16: Yeah, because if you don't go with the flow, you become toxic. And once everybody around you sees you as toxic you can be outcasted and you can very easily be disposed of because you are a toxic person okay
7: that does uh that's that's, uh, that's amazing you know because you're, you're saying that we need to win over the hearts and minds of people in order for this to happen i find it interesting that when you look at the jade helm motto it says they have a desire to master the human domain, meaning we need to win over the hearts and minds of the humans. We need to win over the hearts and minds of them for some reason, and that is really bizarre. That is their motto. So that's another coincidence there. I Mastering the human domain, Jade Helm 15, winning over the hearts and minds of the American people. What better way to win over the hearts and minds of the American people than to unite them with disclosure with a little disinformation regarding the alien threat or the alien possibility. What do you think? 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. A lot of strange coincidences. We'll be back. Back to Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis on FM News
6: 101.
7: Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Go to Paul in Louisiana. Hi, Paul. You're on Ground Zero. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um. Yeah, I
2: just on about. Uh, I find it very interesting this whole topic. Okay. If there are aliens out there, uh huh. We are still struggling to move around our own little galaxy. We yeah. know that there's no other life within our galaxy, so we're talking. We don't know that, many, though, Paul. Many more.
7: We don't know well, that. There's
2: no. There's not any substantial life forms on gaseous planets.
7: We don't know that. We, we don't okay. know that. We can surmise that there aren't, but we don't know that. That's why we go out to these planets and do tests. That's why we find amino acids and different types of building blocks for life on on uh, asteroids and other things. Because the galaxies and the, in our galaxy even is teeming with life. It's just that the building blocks for life have not been put together to create anything intelligent to communicate with us that we know of yet.
2: Well, we know there's not any on gaseous planets, which is Saturn on out. Well, we don't know that. <laughs> we, don't know that. we don't know that. We don't know that at all. On a gaseous planet. What's that? How can you sustain life on a gaseous planet?
7: How can we sustain life in a volcano where it's uh, several hundreds of degrees uh, hot and we find... Creatures that can exist uh, in volcanoes or creatures that can in, uh, can, uh, almost, uh, sur- can survive in almost uh, sub-zero temperatures. I mean, life as we see it here on planet Earth may not survive on moons like Io or Insulatus or, or, uh, or, or Ceres or any of these other places. But we're starting to see that these places are showing signs of some sort of intelligence happening, like Ceres with the lights. They don't know where they're coming from. Uh, we look at uh, Titan. Uh, we look at all these moons. We look at. The, we also look at the gaseous planets and say, "Is there a possibility? Like, for example, what is going on in Saturn right now with the uh, hexagram? Uh, the, the hexagram that's up there spinning around uh, on Saturn. What does that indicate?"
2: Okay, now let's say let's go with your theory, and even on within our own little galaxy, mm-hmm. if there is a life form that's trying to
7: communicate with us,
2: mm-hmm. they're obviously much more intelligent than we are
7: not necessarily it's paul okay paul how big is the jovian system no idea I, no idea okay the jovian system is huge the jovian system is a system that is out near jupiter you could easily hide life or even a spaceship or something uh out there and we wouldn't be able to find it for years and, and they could be right there watching us from our and if you look at most science fiction stories if you read good science fiction uh people like arthur c Clarke and others even the uh, movie interstellar that just came out on video most of what you're seeing happens in the jovian system most of what is happening the possibility of life a possibility of hidden black holes a possibility of a wormhole that'll push us into another area of the galaxy all waiting out there to be discovered because we can't go that far out we haven't been that far out and we and uh, and the idea of it being so far away i mean no one can imagine just how many earths we can put in jupiter not only that but how many earths consider the jovian system
12: that's
2: really what i'm saying we can't go that far out however if something else is pushing this far towards us then they're very they've far surpassed where we are in our evolution
7: not by much if they were to
2: come here we'd have no real chance right at defending ourselves against them
7: well yeah not by much though i mean there are things i'm sure that uh, we can learn uh, that we can use against them if they decide to come and exploit us i mean after all that's why i'm hoping that if they did come here science would continue to look into how these uh, aliens operate, how they breathe, eat, that sort of thing, and that way we could beat them if they decide to war with us. Hey, Paul, thanks for the call. We'll be back.
14: Let me be clear. Let me be clear. Let me be clear.
7: As and as president, Ground Zero is
8: indeed essential on radio and is essential to who we are.
5: The loudspeaker spoke up and said, "Wait, Jimmy. The, the loudspeaker spoke up and said, "Wait, Jimmy. The loudspeaker spoke up and said, Wayne Jimmy. Give up. Give up. Give up.
7: And this is Ground Zero. So tonight we've been talking about how CERN is fired up. That's one thing to consider when we look at the possibility of opening up dimensions that may bring us contact with aliens. The gathering of troops in the Southwest. Barack Obama's meeting with the Mormon Church. Trying to get out of them where their property is, perhaps if something lands on it, to so give permission to have a landing site. There are actually fast radio bursts that are now sending integers of one hundred eighty-seven point five, which they're seeing back. They're seeing a mathematical pattern to the broadcasts that are happening. These small radio bursts that they're detecting, saying it may be communications with aliens, and now get this. United States Military Command that scans North America skies for enemy missiles at NORAD. They're moving their communications gear to a Cold War era era bunker in the mountains. The shift to the Cheyenne Mountain Base in Colorado is designed to safeguard the command's sensitive sensors and servers from a potential electromagnetic pulse attack. The Pentagon last week announced a $700 million contract with Raytheon Corporation to oversee the work for North American Aerospace Command, NORAD, and U.S. Northern Command. Admiral William Courtney, head of the NORAD Area North, West Northern Command, had said that because of the very nature of the way that Cheyenne Mountains built, we are now EMP-hardened. So now we have a lot of movement of the radio, electronic gear from the area into a bunker to protect it from EMP strikes. Now, we all know how EMP strikes happen. We all know that there's some sort of a nuclear weapon involved. But it also brings back the memory of War of the Worlds, the one with Tom Cruise, where before the aliens attacked, there were EMP strikes all around the world. They were knocking out power to certain areas. It's so bizarre the way this is all happening. They're moving all of their equipment into an underground bunker to save it from EMP. Or possible EMP. 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. It just makes more of an argument that something is about to go down. Something weird, Mike in Texas, KTRH You're on Ground Zero. Good evening. You're on the air, Mike. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Good evening. Good evening. Go ahead. Uh, my opinion on the, the
9: the issue of a interstellar species coming to the coming to Earth, uh, it wouldn't be one of uh, sitting around the water cooler and talk gossip.
16: I, I think that. If a species were to come here,
1: uh, it would be probably one of hostility because it, if you look at other species from another planet, if they have achieved harmony and peace in their universe, why
16: would they want to come to Earth? Because it, it seems like we are kind
1: of a bad neighborhood of, uh, you know, of the, of the universe, in our little corner of the universe at least. Everybody knows about, you know, probably has from
9: someplace where they know they shouldn't go in a certain neighborhood and I, I believe Earth would be one of those
7: such nice places. Uh, well unless of course they're coming unless of course of course they're coming to harvest us because that was the whole plan from the beginning is they put us here to grow us like food and then they're gonna take us away like food. I mean that's a fourteen yeah. concept but still I mean you know you know we, we're like cattle to them and they come and they take us away and then they leave some of us behind.
1: Yeah, I mean and what a better place. I mean because we're all killing each other
7: anyway. True. I, I mean, no. like like uh, our predecessors, huh? Like our uh, our watchers and controllers. They kill us. We kill us. I mean, it's uh, it's all part of the game. And that's the thing is that we were told through religion and and the secret schools that mankind should better himself over his predecessors. And it seems like we don't. We still kill. Uh, we still do things that aren't uh, aren't aren't good for uh, our our own survival. And then when the aliens come, it's a it's a, it's an all out free for all.
9: Exactly. And I think that a, a if an uh, alien species has been able to achieve interstellar travel,
1: obviously they're pretty smart, and pretty smart people usually don't go someplace
10: that... With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
8: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
10: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Lucky Land Casino. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten Lucky?
10: Lucky?
16: A lot of the time,
1: what are we thinking? If somebody, it's something new and interesting, what are, what are we going to do? Let's cut it
9: open and look at it, you know?
7: Right. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, they probably, if they come here at all, they have no uh, idea of what morality is. That's why they're able to take people into these uh, flying saucers and literally rape them. Uh, they have no idea uh, if, whether or not we have feelings or we have any kind of... Uh, Uh, idea of our own deaths or of our own demise and so they come after us like they would any old animal because they really don't know and so they're constantly here to to look us over and to you know check us out to see if we're still healthy still bleeding uh breathing and bleeding and uh if that's the case we're just like any other animal they would pick up and take away
9: yep i agree with that either that or they're looking for something like water yeah i mean for if if you look at all the planets within our general neighborhood there's
1: we're the only ones with, uh, you know, I guess reasonably running water.
7: <laughs> well, there are a lot of things that we have on this planet that I'm sure the aliens would like. They, they, If they like our precious metals, they would go for our gold. If they like our water, they would take our water. If they like uh, our plant life or perhaps even the, the chlorophyll that's in green plants, I'm sure they would need that because that's hard to find anywhere else. I mean, chlorophyll is one of those things that's hard to find on our planet. We have plants that create that. Uh, there are a lot of things I think the aliens would come here for. And probably digestives, which, of course, is found in our blood. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There are a lot of reasons. We're, we are a resource in and of ourselves, according to the aliens, if the aliens look at us as a resource.
16: Yeah. So, I mean, if,
1: if, there, if there is uh, a potential for some type of first contact, I would definitely uh, err on the side of caution as well.
7: I would, too. I appreciate the call, Mike. Thank you so much. I would I would err on the side of caution. Nick in Michigan, you're on Ground Zero. Go ahead. Hi, how you doing, Clyde? Good man. Good.
1: Just like to say, um, well, first of all, I want to say, you know, thank you for your your opinions on what you believe and your brilliant approach uh to to how you explain it. Sure. And uh, I I wanna just kinda of get your thoughts on on whether or not, you know, there is life in the universe. And whether they've been here and we knew about it, or whether they sent a message that took time to get here, uh, I, I just keep, I just keep getting the impression that you know government leaders, CERN, you know rabbis, sheikhs, popes knew about it at some point in time, and and feel like they're running out of time before they can do something about it.
7: Well, it just seems like the timetable's speeding up a lot, Nick. And the truth is, is that whenever you read throughout history, whenever you hear about these types of space civilizations or these interactions with creatures that are from outer space you always hear of a certain segment of the population on the planet dying or at least giving themselves to the to their masters if you will they disappear without a trace and maybe that's because of the fact that everything that deals with aliens is a doomsday or an extinction level event if aliens arrive that means ele's around the corner that means that something's going to go down where we're all going to end up either killing ourselves for the aliens sacrificing ourselves for the aliens or a whole new religion comes along and uh, completely involves these beings, and and they eventually evolve into becoming gods, or or nebulous gods, or fairy tale gods that uh, that uh, either die out or or hold on. I mean, the whole idea that uh, you know real, tangible um, man god hybrid like Jesus has been around for two thousand years. You can imagine the shock and the wherewithal if if these aliens come down and throw people into this idea that they're to be worshipped. That would be something that would very be that, that would be really hard on the planet.
1: Right, uh, and and that's where I think uh, kind of world affairs comes into play too, because because I feel like if that was the situation, you know, countries like Iran and and Russia would would be the ones kind of going against the grain, agreeing with what everybody else wants to do, and then whereas like you know, a, a China would be more like, okay, we might be ready to help, but we're going to be silent as far as what we're doing.
7: Mm-hmm. Well, and there are other countries, believe it or not, uh, that have. Uh, manage to disclose the fact that we're being uh, watched or we're being visited, that uh, they don't know as much as they'd like to know about these beings, that they certainly are in the dark about it. And so they proceed with caution whenever they hear of these situations. I think the United States has been in the same boat. I think even though that we we tend to have the alien talk and the, uh, the extraterrestrial talk is American-centric, we need to go for the entire world and understand that Africa, uh, Australia, New Zealand, uh, all these other countries have had visitations that have been far more uh, documented and credible and even more terrifying than uh, anything that's happened in the United States. We hear of crashes here. We hear of other things here, but uh, we, we never ever uh, hear of, uh, you know, we, we, we hear of some very detailed events that uh, happen in these other countries, which I find very interesting. Okay, and that's, and that's obviously withheld so much yeah, well, it is withheld unless you really do the study and really do the uh, i mean the the whole uh, the South African school I did a show on a while back I thought it was one of the best uh informative shows about a an alien encounter that happened in uh South Africa, and the children didn't deny it now now they're even older, they don't deny it, so it was an amazing story of what they witnessed and what they saw. Um, I would say, I mean, and that one girl, when they asked her, what did you see in the eyes of the aliens? She says, I saw the end of the world. And I, I think that I think that says a lot about what you see if the aliens ever arrive. What do you see when they land? I see the end of the world. I see the end of my world the way I, I used to have it and how it'll all crash and burn around me because these beings have arrived to kind of upset the al- apple cart and change the way I live and my lifestyle and who I worship and what I believe in. And these are things that shake people up to the point of core beliefs giving out uh, ideas changing and literally a deus ex machina to, this, to the whole Greek tragedy of what we're living right now so Nick uh, I appreciate the call thank uh, you so yeah, much
1: real quick I'd just like
7: to recite something for you that I'd like to think about
1: as I think about some of the doomsday uh, scenarios yes and uh, it's just it, and it goes like this it's um, I can remember a time of coloring vibrance when life still had its luster love had its shine when I could look at the world through useful eyes, when we were ready for whatever came over the horizon. and just whenever there was a song the breaking the silence. And there was always
7: a Ooh, we lost him. That that was weird. I was waiting for him to finish it. We lost him. I'm sorry, buddy. Well, we're out of time. Triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred, we'll be back.
6: To Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis on FM News 101.
7: This is not a test. It is the future. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. 888-673-3700 888 3700 That's 888-673-3700 Let's go to John in Florida, WFLA You're on Ground Zero, go ahead
16: Hey, how you doing? What is this just
1: crop rotation? You know, like uh, I would work on a mussel farm when I was a kid, right. and you know the mussels had no idea they were just hanging out in Narragansett Bay, and every couple of years somebody would just come by and pluck them up. And the one thing you want to do, you don't, you don't want to bruise the fruit, you know. Right, right. And yeah, you know, they wanted to be an orderly. You know, we're a product,
7: I think. Well, I mean, that's a very <laughs> that's that is probably the most brilliant thing I've heard in a long time. It's crop, yeah. it's crop rotation. Um, well, well, I mean, it adds to my 14 ideas that, you know, look, we, we, we're in somebody's pantry and they'll take us out whenever they feel like it. I mean, what? Yeah,
1: perfectly. They're just making a circuit around the universe or, right. or we could be being raised as pets. We might be the chihuahuas of the universe. You right. Know, we might be the trendy pets. Who, who the heck knows? But it makes a lot of sense. though. So.
7: Well, there's that, there's that, there's an old Shakespeare quote. What is it? It says, flies to wanton boys. So are we to the gods. They use us for their sport. In other words, they'll, just, they'll just flip us off. They'll flip us off the sandwich if we decide we're just going to gripe about it. They'll, they'll flip us out of the out of the, game yeah, yeah, if they the want last, to.
1: So The last time they came by, they got dinosaurs. The meat is yeah. too tough, so let's yeah. try something new. Let's plant something different. You know? yeah. they, hey, they, we're at maximum density right now, so, right. I mean, it's a good crop. Probably somebody won an award up there. You know, it's like, check it out. Look at the yields.
7: Yeah. I'm just wondering if there's something that they don't like that, you know, they look at us, and say, ooh, plump and juicy, but ooh. He drinks too much coffee, or ooh, he's. Well, that that, that he that's has too much. Has to what's that? we
1: you know we've got to get cold. You know, will yeah. take the good and the bad, and you yeah. know, find us in the fertilizer if we're not accessible.
7: Right. Well, I and mean, that's the thing is that in that genetically modified food stuff. I mean, you know, everybody warning about it. GMO. Don't eat GMOs. The aliens aren't going to like you too much. They, you're not as tasty as G- with GMOs running through your system. Go organic, dude. <laughs> Oh <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe that's the that's the answer. Don't go organic; they won't eat you. It's think. not like you're a free range chicken ready to be eaten by those <laughs> damn aliens, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, free range human! Yeah, we're free range human. Don't eat us, or maybe we're we're tastier because we're free range. You got our address, our what? phone number, and but our blood type. What? But it makes sense. It does. Yeah, you
1: know, Yeah, I mean, it's you know, you got the collaborators in power. You yeah. Know, you know, there's always collaborators with every invasion, and they're just making a smooth transition. So you know, they'll, right? They'll be left to you know for the, for the, for
7: the next cycle. Right. It's like you know, it, it, the Bible's a cookbook for the aliens. You know, <laughs> get them to follow, and and then they'll follow right into our little kettle.
1: Yeah, so and green really is made for people. <laughs>
7: Man, I tell you what. We're going to hell for talking cannibalism on this program. I'll tell you about. I'll tell you about that, John. I think that's that, that's what's going to kill us. We're going to be talking cannibalism. But uh, no, the I aliens, I swear. Play. I mean, it, I think that is the greatest secret of the aliens is that while everybody's saying, "Oh, this is for a greater purpose." All the new Agers, you know, that are getting Basically, you know, stabbed and and raped by the aliens saying, oh, it's all for a good cause. I'm saying, oh, yeah, right. What they're doing is they're trying to. It's not our cause. Right. It's not our cause. It's their cause. And who gives a damn about their cause? I want to survive.
1: I need to.
7: Yeah. So avoid the aliens when they land and make sure that you lose enough weight so you can run away from them fast enough because they're going to eat the fat people first. I've been riding my bike, you know, forty six at <laughs> like that price of time. I mean sick. I'm I'm doomed, man. I yeah, I'm doomed now. I i if, if they were to land tomorrow and they wanted to eat people, I'd be the first in line to be eaten. No doubt. We don't we don't know what they're looking for yet. I mean that's what the domes are for. And it's just a process in You don't know what you're looking they're <laughs> they're doing a test. Ooh, he looks yummy. Ooh, look at that thigh. Ooh.
1: <laughs> Yeah, but, but we have no idea, though. That's the problem. That's what we need. That's the information we
7: need. Um, well, yeah, I don't know, man. If that's what it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a popularity contest between who has the the better jowls and who has the biggest thighs. I I, I don't know. Uh, it, well, if maybe, they like maybe, the thin maybe, and stringy maybe that's why we're
1: having
7: an obesity epidemic. Well, because maybe people don't want to eat. Oh, that's true. They want fatter, fatter people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
16: yeah. Well, you know,
7: bacon, man. Think about bacon. Oh, yeah human the human the candy of meat in the galaxy right there that's what they're saying you no know, other white meat <laughs> <laughs> oh man i think, think we i think we've, I think we've exhausted our cannibal jokes for the night except for the yeah, one yeah i got to talk to my past. except yeah except for the one where the where the where the two aliens were eating a clown and the one says do you taste something funny with lucky land Slots, you can get
10: lucky just about anywhere More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting.
4: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
10: I never win and tell.
4: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh,
7: That's the last one. We have to end it on a bad one. That way people will never want us to talk about it again. Hello, okay, I, I love you, John. Thank you. <laughs> Bless you, man. Bless you, too. Bye bye. Yeah, I think we got to go to our pastors and and basically talk this one out. Taste <laughs> <laughs> something funny? Uh huh. All right, we'll be back with more. Keep it here on Ground Zero. 888 673 3700. That's 888 673 3700. The troops are gathering, the clergy are talking, and messages are being. Shot down from space to our scientists, and they're mathematically intelligent. Does this mean the aliens are making a statement they may be arriving soon? So, we're talking about tonight on ground zero. 888 673 3700. That's 888 673 3700. We'll be back. My, my.
6: You're listening to Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis on FM News 101. This is the North American Service of
1: Radio Moscow, broadcasting on 17.70, 15.45, 15.42, 15.14, 12.05, 9.87, 9.76, 9.72, 9.70. 7.32, 7.18, 7.15, 7.11, and 6.11 MHz.
8: Aliens are real. They are serious and they are many. They exist. Anyone who tells you otherwise doesn't know what they're talking about. Our challenges may be new.
5: The instruments with which we need the demands of the new age may be new. We'll always be honest with you about what we can and must achieve tomorrow. This moment is only the chance for us to make that change. And that cannot happen if we go back to the way things were. It can't happen without you. The task that you're now called to fulfill. This moment in history, your generation must seek peace and derive our deepest values and commitments to the demands
13: of the new age.
17: If aliens decide to invade, we could find ourselves standing shoulder to shoulder with the Taliban to fight the green guys.
7: tonight. 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. Tonight, we're getting ever closer to the disclosure of aliens, the alien contact. The fast radio bursts are being picked up by scientists. The coincidences of them meaning something of intelligence. Troops gathering in the southwest leaders speaking up about aliens and our president speaking with leaders of the lds church what does it all mean it could mean that we're planning on something big coming norad is also moving its equipment into its bunker underground for fear of an emp and also something to think about if you think that the aliens could come into this area and bring within a magnetic field so big it could create an emp or an energy plasma burst that could take out power it's amazing how many things could happen during an alien invasion or an alien arrival that uh, we have to prepare for. 888 673 That's triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. We go to Francisco in Texas. Hi, Francisco. You're on Ground Zero.
9: I'm Coco.
1: How's it going, Clay? All right. Good. Hey, uh, I had a question. Now, I don't know if it was your show or... Might have been like a year ago on coast to coast. No plugins intended, of course. <laughs> uh-huh.
13: uh,
1: who mentioned from the like general X during his uh, had a mission to go check out an isolated area. Uh-huh. And General X mentioned he met he met the Graves, who introduced themselves as the Graves, uh-huh. and had been in isolated for quite some time. And when he asked a bunch of questions, he mentioned something to a. Uh, see, this is a while. To, to where, yes, him, you know, who, who created you? Where are you from? He said, well, they were created by the
15: comedians.
1: The comedians created them to serve, the grace to serve the comedians. Okay. And then the next question was, well, who created us? You know, since you seem to know so much, we created you to serve us. Okay. Fine. All righty. Okay, now let's move on. Now, I believe this was on your show. Uh, I do apologize before if, if the other one was on. General X was on yours as well. Um, about projects, on, something sort of similar to Stargate.
7: Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Project oh, Stargate. I just
1: mentioned, uh-huh, mentioned how they can transfer from transport. They were being transported from here to somewhere else, like, I don't know, Mars possibly?
7: Somewhere. I, I mean, I don't know exactly back. where that Stargate would be, but there is the... Uh, there is the uh, theory that there are stargates, one in Iran, one in Yemen, uh, a few of them anyway. And then, of course, we have CERN, which is the main stargate, which is able to open up uh, dimensions. If they fire enough power into that thing, they can open up dimensions. That's according to them. That's not some speculation. Okay. Now,
1: I'm wondering, what if, you know, if, you know we have the greats who have been teaching us this knowledge, you know, not giving us a lot, but giving us just enough. And it's
7: time to collect the bill. Well, that's if we're making it. That's why we're making Faustian bargains. If we're making Faustian bargains with the Greys, maybe they are coming to collect the bill. And there is also the, what is it, Hellier uh, from Canada has said that the United States government works with the tall whites, which are these tall, angelic looking type aliens that are guiding us and telling us what to do. Now, you remember if you go through history and some of the occult histories, you look at people like uh, Hitler and others, they also served tall white aliens. Uh, Crowley served a, a tall white alien, uh, one called Lamb. Uh, several others throughout history that, uh, if you look, uh, L. Ron Hubbard and uh, John Pars- Jack Parsons, they also said that something got in when they did their uh, little uh, ritual. It was uh, the Babylon working, which is, of course, the same type of thing that's going on at CERN, where they're trying to conjure out of the cosmos, uh, some sort of deity, god, or or being. And we don't know what this being will be capable of doing, awaking a sleeping giant that could cause havoc all over the planet.
1: Yeah, you know what? This is, this is very interesting. Now, one of your other callers mentioned something. I like the one, of the comedian one. That was very good. Mmm, let's eat potatoes.
7: <laughs> I, <laughs> I like, like mine one, French right? fried potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
1: I was laughing my t-shirt off on that one. But, yeah, it was a good
9: one. Yeah. But... I'm just... Wa- hello? Yeah, go
1: ahead. Oh, okay. I was having a little problem with my phone back in front of me. Mm, go ahead. Anyway, uh... What was I saying? What was I saying? What was I was saying, hi, so- hello. I hello, my daughter's saying. Well, that's all right, Francisco. <laughs> oh, oh, deception, there you go. Deception, one of your callers that mentioned something about deception, this could be a show. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, our governments know that not only we, but other governments around the world are, are, are in hot water with their own people, such as our governments know that we're... They're in hot water with us. They need something to distract us. Mm-hmm. So, why not make a deal with the greats? Hey, let's put on a show, per se, that you're coming to visit. You know, and they could be traveling from Mars if that is exactly where they're from. If this Stargate or, or your know, project, whatever the project was, had in fact transported any uh, humans onto Mars.
7: <laughs> you know? Well, that's the thing, I mean, is that these these Stargate projects, I mean, if you've read anything, uh, I can't remember the guy's name that was the hacker who hacked into uh, the uh, Pentagon and NASA. He said that there are away teams that are on special fleets that are off-Earth fleets that he said that he saw listed in the Pentagon and uh, the, um, the, the 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 NASA files. And he said that he couldn't, he didn't understand uh, what the names of these uh, these fleets were, but they had names that were not existent on Earth. That They were names that were off-planet uh, troops or off-planet uh, Teams that are being uh, that are that are often space on some platform somewhere. So, the idea of having uh, some sort of a, a group like Solar Warden or some other uh, typical space troop out there—I mean, th- that would be something to think about. Or even uh, those who travel in Stargates—that would be something else to think about. Yeah. know, the, the, uh, oh,
1: there was also an, uh, 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 once again no pleasant tenant uh, coast to coast to mention something about. If this project did exist, that there's already colonite colonies, human colonies
7: on Mars, yeah, we had Captain K on the show who said there were human colonies on Mars, but you know there's no way to be- verify it Okay, so what,
1: what, what, what is... huh all right I, I want to get I do apologize well
7: it's there's good. nothing there's nothing yeah. to verify anything. all we have is we have people who will say say things, but you know if 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 they're very very, i guess you could call it uh, detailed and everything in fact, one of the reasons why. You know Captain K hasn't come back on us cuz we wanted to give him a lie detector test and those who performed lie detector tests said that it was too too crazy to have a guy come on and say such a thing. And so they weren't going to they weren't going to uh, do the test and I'm thinking, well what's it going to hurt you if this guy's making outrageous claims and you're going to prove him a liar. Well, they don't want to prove a liar nor do they want to make themselves any more of a target. So I guess you got a pretty ironclad story if nobody wants to touch you with a, a lie detector and it's it's just amazing what's been said. So Take it for what it is. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this
7: is something. Yeah, it says something, doesn't it? Definitely.
1: uh, uh, There has been something that has been eating me quite some time. Um, You know, let's think about Fukushima, right? Right. The radiation that's coming from Fukushima. Yeah. Now let's think of uh, Chernobyl.
7: Chernobyl, yeah. what's
1: What's the, yeah, what happened to that?
7: Did they cap it, or is it still... They've, they've, they've capped it, but that doesn't mean that it's going to remain, you know, safe. I mean, it, it, these are, are very active situations that have half-lives for millions of years, and so we're not going to see them go away anytime soon. These are nuclear disasters that are going to mar the Earth forever. And all we have is what, one thing to go wrong with them, something to open them up again, or open this old wound we most certainly will be having some problems to deal with and yes they are problems they still exist and they're still creating all kinds of uh uh all kinds of toxicity within the planet so yeah i mean uh, these are things that aren't going to go anytime soon let's go to danny in portland oregon you're on ground zero danny go ahead
4: lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
7: lucky
10: in line at the deli i guess Haha, in my dentist's office
4: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
9: Hey, thanks so much for taking my call. I just want to say up front that um, from all of my uh, months or actually years of listening to you, that I really believe in my heart that you are a light worker. Like, you're, you've, been, you've been put here to kind of give us all an alternate view, and I'm stunned that the government and or the fascist forces that be will allow you to be on the air. I'm so grateful that you're on the air. Well,
7: so thank pr- you. I... Maybe they maybe they haven't found me yet, or maybe they know about me and they just let me go until until I can't go anymore. Well, I, I mean, I I've had my life like well, I've 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 gone through like three or four times now where I've almost died. So I think that maybe maybe they say, well, he's 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 actually attempted to die like four times. Maybe we should leave him alone. <laughs> well,
9: or the fact, or maybe they're just like the Wizard of Oz. They really are just like a phantom that that pretends that they're much bigger and more powerful. I mean, anybody that wants to sub- sub- be suppressive and control the masses, they're obviously scared out of their wits oh, by yeah. the fact that, that we are so powerful and so we have, the numbers are with us and the ethics are with us. Yes. And so, you know, I just think that the government itself is, is a phantom, but, we, they, but, they, but they put on a really big show and they bark loud and they terrify everybody, you know? Right. I mean, hell. So, but anyway, I called because I, uh, I've been listening to the show tonight and I was directed by your screener to stay on topic. And I just wanted to say from a personal experience that I know from my own experience as an ab- abductee of being, from being abducted mm-hmm. that the, the technologies and the refinement and the te- the, uh, the sophistication of spirits that I, I encountered was so much more advanced than anything that we could even fathom with our mental construct or the way that we label things with words. Yeah. They are really, really above and beyond us. And I really think from what I was shown, I mean personally shown, that – they are but benevolent and loving in a way that we can't even describe. They have, I, from what I was personally shown, and I can't speak for everybody, but from my personal experience, these beings, are they have our best interest at heart if they're going to interact with us at all. It's just from what I was shown, I was told specifically that they are choosing uh, humans that will believe in them, that will not be terrified of them, that they're choosing select humans to be an emissary or... A connection point or a bridge between them and the rest of the population, and you know, I was told that there's—I'm not alone—that there's millions and or thousands just like me that they're interacting with, and I can say that 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 you know, like anything that you covet or anything that you uh, uh, what, say, okay, this is going to be a food source. We're going to farm human beings for for their minerals, minerals of the earth, or their human bodies for the flesh on their bodies mm-hmm. you know you have to consider the fact that there's a maintenance dynamic with any, with any kind of physical form and I don't think that what I, from what I've seen these guys these beings had any interest in maintaining our physiology for such selfish gain.
7: well unless they're maintaining the physiology to continue seeding the the universe with what we have and I wouldn't see anything wrong with that that is that is why they're probably doing the tests they do and they're and they're doing these things because they tell you that this is in the best interest of the universe that the continued johnny apple seeding of the universe is something that needs to be done and i and the panspermia involved i'm all for it if 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 that's the case and so hey and another thing danny i really appreciate you coming forward and saying you were an abductee not many of them speak anymore so thank you for calling my program i'll call again if i can all right thank you bye-bye there you go you know a lot of abductees they haven't called many shows I find the abductee phenomenon very fascinating and and what the different experiences are when they're taken up into these spaceships. 888-673-3700. We'll be back with more. Keep it here on Ground Zero. This is Ground
6: Zero on FM News 101.
7: It is the future. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Good to Jeff in South Carolina. Hi, Jeff. You're on Ground Zero. Go ahead. Hey, It's great to hear from you. Good to hear from you. Um, I have
1: one. I have a question about the tall lights. Okay. Now, could this? Do you believe that these are aliens, or are they
15: demons?
7: I would not know, and that's the thing is that they have been around for a long time, and. uh, they are, uh, I would say, they're consultants of some kind. Uh, they're they're consultants that uh, have been consulting with uh, leaders of the world, whether it be Hitler. They say Obama consults with them. A number of others consult with them. Um, they they may be planners of the future, or at least uh, they give advice to plan. I, I wouldn't take their advice because most of the time those who take their advice wind up uh, on the losing side, if you know what I mean. So I, I wouldn't know if yeah, they're with, demonic or if they, if they are uh, wise. But I would say that uh, throughout history, those who have had any kind of encounter with them have wound up becoming on the losing side of the, the game. So,
1: Well, with Hitler and Obama, I think you answered the question. <laughs>
7: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Now, what, what else?
1: Well, there, and the reason why I ask that yes. is that is that I'm skeptical of the alien idea. And don't get me wrong, I'm a long-time listener, and you do a great service. Believe me, there's no one else on the radio that does the service that you do. Uh-huh. It's just that I'm, I just can't get into the alien thing. So I'm trying to, you know, and there's a lot of stuff out there I don't understand. I'm humble enough to realize
7: that there's so many things. So what part of the alien thing do you have a hang-up with? Is there is there something tangible, or you just don't believe, or what's up?
1: Well, it just seems to me that if there were aliens, they would do one of two things: they would either suck us dry of our natural resources and enslave us, or they would fix us.
7: Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. But the thing is, is you know, they could be gradualists. Uh, they they could be gradualists, knowing that you know, you, once again, the the sheep does not know that it's being hauled away by a by a wolf. Um, that would be that would be the 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 thing is that they they are gradualists that they gradually move in that they have a directive that tells them that they shouldn't interfere directly um you know all of these things you know of course have been made up by great science fiction writers and of course have been adapted into the mythology so we don't know for sure just what their concept or or what their purpose is but the idea of having beings out in space and having beings that are on other planets wondering about beings outside their solar system i think is something it wouldn't be that hard to think about when you understand how infinite the universe is. From there, though, the idea of they're intelligent if they want anything to do with us, that's up to faith, that's up to possibilities. It's not necessarily logical, but it's not necessarily illogical either. So it's kind of a like fine line there. Oh, and
1: you're absolutely right. And my last question is regarding CERN. I, and are they trying to create some kind of wormhole for others? Yes.
7: That's exactly what they're trying to do. They want to create a wormhole. Uh, That's what CERN's about, is creating a wormhole. And just once again, if I could direct you to awakenroots.com, the place to go if you want to see that video from that presentation that Anthony Patch and myself did, it will awaken you to what it's all about and what it's supposed to do. It even uh, has a lot to do with the Internet because CERN actually invented the Internet. Some things you may not know about, CERN, and you may not know about the uh, collider that can help and also destroy the planet. So if you go to awakenroots.com for $10, you can download that video, and I'm sure it'll answer all your questions. So I suggest you go there pick up that video. In fact, uh, Anthony's going to be making the rounds on a lot of talk shows, so get your video now while they're still available. Awakenedroots.com, That's awakenedroots.com. It's only $10 to give a, give a view of that video. It's a remarkable video. We'll be back.
11: Spinning complacently in the darkness, covered and blinded by a blanket of little lives, false security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up, an eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. So face forward, with arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? The
5: loudspeaker spoke up and said, Wait, Jimmy." Spoke up and said, The loudspeaker spoke up and said, Give up, give up, give up, give up. Give up. Give up. Give up.
7: I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. Tonight, a lot of circumstantial things happening around us. Regarding things like Jade Helm 15, CERN firing up, leaders meeting with religious leaders, religious leaders speaking out on aliens, and mathematically intelligent information being sent to scientists in in uh, first radio and fast radio bursts. In fact, a lot of churches are now acknowledging the idea. Of aliens. There's also a, a number of professors lately that have been acknowledging something called the shadow biosphere, saying that perhaps there are beings, not necessarily aliens, but beings or even life in the stratosphere. And I know that there are many ways to disclose something controversial, hinting is not a good way to do it. We, we start seeing this unraveling of information. Some people are afraid of it. Some people aren't. And I wish those who, who believe that this is fear-mongering would shut up and get with the program and understand that it's not fear-mongering to raise awareness of what's going on around you. I mean, there are a lot of people out there that consider themselves at the forefront of UFO and alien expertise, and they, not, and they don't want to have to deal with with anyone who wants to uh, spill any cosmic beans of any kind, and when those cosmic beans are spilled, then we have the bean counters who would most certainly want to make sure that everything is on the level. That's fine. You need to. It's important. It's important that we do know what's on the level what isn't on the level.
10: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
8: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh,
9: oh, oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts.
7: Stephen Hawking has been probably the most vocal of any of the physicists out there regarding CERN, regarding aliens, regarding, um, regarding everything that's been talked about lately in, in what we call this, uh, this halfway, <laughs> halfway here, halfway there disclosure that they're having right now. Hawking has said things that while he believes that aliens exist, We shouldn't try to contact them or we shouldn't try to welcome them with open arms because if aliens visit us, the outcome would be much as when Columbus landed America, which didn't turn out well for the Native Americans. Hawking resonates what I've attempted to speak about during Ground Zero lounge shows and uh, also uh, with regard to CERN and uh, other uh, remarkable and imaginative things that are realities around us now. That's why the Ground Zero Lounge is attempting to resurrect because there are things that we can talk about there at the lounges that we can't talk about on the air. That is why we're offering this, this uh, Ground Zero Lounge presentation online right now at awakenroots.com. And you may be hearing that I'm, I'm plugging this a lot. I'm plugging it a lot because I really, really, really like it. I really like the information that was given at this Ground Zero Lounge. And I would recommend that people who are in the dark about such matters... Download the video and watch it so they can get an idea of what is happening. But see, when you're looking at people like Hawking and, uh, and others, they're beginning to echo the fears of the future, and that is just because we have the ability to do something, should we do it? And uh, a lot of people in the UFO community are actually angry that physicists and like uh Tyson and physicists like uh Hawking have literally said let's not play in the alien playground. I would say no, I don't want to see us play in the alien playground because if they come they come what are we going to do who knows? And they're saying, well, we should, you know, if if you you know, don't ruin the fun for everybody else. Well, I don't think alien contact is going to be fun. It'll be fascinating. But I mean any interstellar civilization and process such technologies that are able to do this with such a meager resources here on Earth, I would say we should be very afraid. If you can travel faster than the speed of life, then you can manifest what is needed for anybody. But if you don't do that, then we can look at them as hostile or exploitive. It's been made crystal clear that when we detonated the first atomic weapon in 1945... No place on Earth has has been invaded, attacked, or colonized, but we have been visited a lot, and so the pot's been stirred, the ideas are there, and when you interfere with the various agendas of UFO experts, you tend to be looked down upon, and you you get to be looked at as someone who's saying, you make the aliens sound so bad, well, (laughs) what else can they be? You know, a lot of people out there, a lot of hopeful alien believers want to think that the aliens are friendly because they tend to place them in the divine or benevolent sense. That should not be done as well. I mean, even though you hear that they are, they are the deception, I don't think they're a deception of all. I think the biggest deception of all is believing that, like dogs, they won't bite if, if the fence is kicked. So they're not divine or benevolent. They're just aliens. Throughout history, any historical account of beings coming from heaven or inside the earth have always been brought down through advents of cataclysm. The reason is simple. Humans operate by means of uninformed emotion. Actions of mankind can always demonstrate irrational behaviors when confronted with their mortality and their place in the universe. Take one moment and contemplate the arrival of aliens. Just think about it for a moment. Seriously, think about what that would mean to mankind. Now, put all of the anthropomorphic ideas of aliens out of your head for a moment and try to picture them as you would most of the prominent species of this planet. Picture them as mollusks. How about uh, cephalopods? Would you be able to imagine an alien being a mollusk or a cephalopod? How about an alien with an exoskeleton? Now, if an alien arrived on this planet, an exoskeleton, or if they arrived on this planet looking like cephalopods or, or, or mollusks, do you think you would react the same way you do if you see a spider or a snake arrive? When you look at a tarantula, when you look at a big spider, doesn't it freak you out? Well, how about a big lobster coming out of an alien or coming out of a spaceship with claws? How about a Giger alien or a predator-like alien from the movies? And even then, the predator alien looks too anthropomorphic that it can be cared about. Aliens can assume for whatever purpose, a place of trust or even a place of hostility. Mankind, though, has shown that it is incapable of being peaceful of its own kind, given the overall penchant for genocide and war for over 4,000 years. And I wouldn't hesitate to assume that any alien with advanced knowledge of our behavior would not come to this planet ready for war and eventual containment of humankind. So think about that. I mean, the gods and humans have interacted many times. I mean, you hear about Genesis 6, you hear about the fallen ones, you hear about, you know, everybody has, yeah, that's the the answer. Everybody goes to Genesis 6. It's like a go-to. Well, I'm a Christian and I go to Genesis 6 because they're the fallen ones and this is all one big disastrous joke. Well, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. I mean, if you want to extend the possibility, religion has been a tool of the aliens. It's been a tool of the aliens to accept the reality of their carnivorous appetites. You have to accept that animal and human sacrifice is for the betterment of mankind. That's been going on throughout the Bible, that one man who hangs on a cross is the symbol for your freedom, and it's your bond to this earth. In spite of all your intellectual achievements on this planet, what stains the page of historical records is bloodletting and hostility, and that may just be a product of our alien ancestors or our our, our alien forebears. If you have to use religion to cope with the fact that you're not in control, put yourself in the place of an alien who is well aware of your hostile planet. The aliens would love to arrive knowing that they would either have to apprehend you or do away with you. Aliens would have to act within an enlightened self-interest for self interest for their own self sustainability, just like we would. And this means hostility for the sake of survival, hostility for the sake of protection. Humans have asked for this behavior from our gods because they don't understand the methods in which to be civil with each other. So you look at advanced beings, and they may see this type of hostile treatment to humans as fair. Well, it looks like that's what they do to each other, so why can't we do it to them? I said before. When I mentioned Shakespeare, I said that Shakespeare spoke of those beings. He, he compared them to immature, uncaring, incorrigible children. He also stated that to the gods, man is as ins- insignificant as flies, and we are merely creatures that are here for their cruel ends." I'm sure he was speaking about the aliens. And then you have Hawking. He echoes the same thing, which has been written about, about for thousands of years. He says, "Don't toy with things that you shouldn't toy with. And that means you, CERN, look, if you wanna open up, if you wanna open up a huge dimensional doorway, what are you gonna send through it? What, what what's your plan to send? Who's gonna go, who's gonna be, I don't know what kind of knot that would be, it's not an astronaut. What would be chrono knot? Is that what you'd call it? Time traveler? Dimension traveler? Dimension knot? So who are you gonna send through when that when that thing opens up? Send through Marshall, Will, and Holly so they can go down the, the mountain and plunge 1,000 feet below to the land of the lost? You can send Enoch through the, the sleigh stack? I mean, what are you going to do? Who you got? Or are you going to bring something like an Enoch through that's a reptilian alien form that could be hostile and attack everybody at CERN? How do you handle a demon? How do you handle a being from, that comes through from another dimension? I mean, take a look at the movie The Mist, and you'll figure out how they handled it. Because that's exactly what that show's about, that movie. It's about one of those CERN colliders opening up some sort of doorway that brings in creatures that we can't even handle, that we can't even kill. But they're predatory to us because they see us as a threat to them. 888-673-3700. 888 That's 888-673-3700. We're going go to calls coming up on Ground Zero. Just a thought about aliens, the gathering of the troops, the gathering of the clergy, the thinking of the minds, and the acceptance of the alien arrival. 888-673-3700. We'll be back. FM News
18: 101 KXL.
6: This is Ground Zero on FM News 101.
11: Everyone is in on the secrets, and big things are being planned. Call Clyde Lewis now. Ground Zero. It's going
7: to Greg... Calling from Washington, you're on Ground Zero. Go ahead.
1: Yes, yeah, hello, Clyde. How you doing? Doing good. Uh, I'm concerned about this CERN thing. I think we're gonna they could open up a door that they don't know what's there, and then how? What if they can't
7: close it? Yeah. What if they open a door to a very volatile, uh, a volatile world? This idea that they're gonna leak gravity into another dimension. What if that destroys that dimension? We're we're contaminating but, dimensions, and we don't even care.
9: What if that sucks everything?
1: there into it or something
7: (laughs) yeah i mean can you imagine we're going to leak gravity into another dimension it's our gravity which therefore would contaminate that dimension if that gravity is not supposed to be there or if scientists on that dimension find that gravity and it kills people without them even knowing about it
1: absolutely i'm hoping there's et's that would shut it down maybe because they have shut down uh missiles With saucers flying around, zapping them. I've seen it on TV. They've uh, uh, lifted 30-ton hatches off of missile silos. They've uh, sent Russian missiles into high alert, you know. And Uh there's somebody doing something that's warning us about where we're headed.
7: See, what if aliens came through a wormhole and they only were here for a split second? We saw their spaceship, but they left behind something that was so foreign to the planet that it contaminated... Let's say, uh, what's the most beautiful place you've been to, Greg? Besides uh, your own backyard, Hawaii. Okay, let's say let's say that the aliens appear, and then what happens is the the aliens drop something off that contaminates all of Hawaii and destroys it. It's its beauty and everything else. We would be so angry. We would want to find out where those aliens came from, and we would mount an attack to go back and say, "You destroyed a part of our ecosystem." Now, imagine what they're doing at CERN. We're going to open up a gate, and we may be able to leak gravity into that area. Well, what if gravity harms that area and contaminates it and destroys it? What if it's a pristine area like maybe Lake Tahoe or or um, the forest where you live or, or, or something like that? We wouldn't like that. So why are we doing that to some other dimension?
1: I don't know. I might take everything that's mass and just suck it
7: oh, yeah. through there or something. You're right. You're, you're right. I mean, and that's the thing is that we are literally dangling that carrot in front of these these aliens to say come and get us yeah. come and get us we're going to be careless with who we contaminate what we contaminate we're doing dimensional physics what are you going to do to stop us aliens come by and try and find us you know that that's the thing
1: Been here for a long time because are you familiar with the hollow earth yeah. Uh,
7: mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. I am, yeah. Well,
1: I saw a program a long time ago with uh, the old Jacques Cousteau. Uh-huh. You on OPB, they went up uh, on the North Pole, and they were sailing up there with a ship, and there was a huge hole up on the top of the Earth. <clears> that goes way down inside the Earth. Mm-hmm. And I just heard a program the other day that the Earth, they believe it is hollow in places, and they think the ETs are coming in and out of there. So I think they've been here and are living here. Some of them for a long time, and I think some of them are worried about what we 're doing already to them yeah.
7: well, I think that if we are opening if we are successful in opening up dimensions and wormholes, and then we, are, we are, we're not caring about what we throw through those wormholes Like we throw things from our world into another world and that and that uh, takes that dimension and and changes it uh, dramatically, whether it be philosophically or whatever i mean we could we could cause a cargo cult. In some other dimension, if we dropped a, you know, if we dropped a a, a Coke bottle through uh, the CERN doorway, I mean, absolutely. What, what is it? What is that movie called? The gods must be crazy. You know, you know, where m- they
1: drop, Yeah, Pep's, uh, A Coke, Coke bottle. bottle. Or yeah. So they throw found it on the beach and yeah. didn't know what the heck it was.
7: <laughs> so so throw a Coke bottle through. I mean, this is probably why you know we find these uh, what do they call those things uh, things that don't belong. Like footprints uh-huh. with the dinosaurs and other things. It's because somebody else has a certain machine and they're playing a joke on us. Uh-huh.
1: Well, I've seen pictures uh, also of, the, of Soho on Soho where these huge ships are going in and out the sun.
8: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: So what does that tell you? If they can do that, and they've seen them come in and out of volcanoes, too... And up here in Washington State, Mount Adams and all that. Oh, yeah, uh, I was up there camping and with Indians. And Indians know of the Hollow Earth and of ETs. They call them the Ant People, the little gray ones, you know, that are whatever they're robotic or,
7: hey, or part. Robotic. Greg, we're going to go up to we're going to go up to Mount Adams, and we're hoping to get a, a, a climbing crew together this summer, and we're going to go up there and try to find that uh, open doorway on Mount Adams.
1: Yeah, there's that fellow, I can't remember, uh, he's got his place up there,
12: Ranch.
7: He said he, yeah. James Gilliland, we're going to go up there, we're yeah, going to explore it.
12: Yeah, my was wanting to go up there yeah. with me and check that out, because I've been into it for a long time, and I I
1: even had, I woke up one night and and looked up, and there was a drac, if you know what that is. Oh, yeah. A drack, he coming, looking, sticking his head down through my ceiling. Oh, man. And I was in I was in a dead sleep, and I felt like something was looking at me, and I looked up,
7: and saw it. That's pretty creepy, well, Greg. the higher power and it left. That's and how it works, Greg. I, hey, we're out of time. Thank you for calling, man. More with Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero
6: on FM News 101. If I was
8: president, I'd demand to see all the classified files on the UFOs. <laughs> Did you do that? Sort of. If you saw that there were aliens there, would
9: you tell us? Yeah. You would? It makes it increasingly less likely that we're alone. But if we were visited someday, I wouldn't be surprised. I just hope that it's not like Independence Day. Yeah, right. (laughs) That it's, uh, you know, uh, think of how all the differences among people on Earth would seem small if we felt threatened by a space invader. That's the whole theory of independence. You're right.
2: When I was a kid, whenever I'd feel small or lonely, I'd look up at the stars. Wondered if there was life up there. Turns out I was looking in the wrong direction. When alien life entered our world, it was from deep beneath the Pacific Ocean. A fissure between two tectonic plates. A portal
8: between dimensions.
2: The breach. Operation Jade Helm could be a cover up of an alien visitation.
8: Today brought a meeting of two presidents the President of the United States and the President of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. This
7: meeting is happening amid complex wars and conflicts overseas.
16: How
2: many times throughout history have we seen drills go live? How many times throughout history have we seen false flags taking place? We mourned our dead, memorialized the attack, and moved on. And then we learned. This was not gonna stop. This was just the beginning. We needed a new weapon. Texas of the most red, white, and blue states there is. Could be the first state to go under martial law. Danger turned into propaganda. The world came together, pooling its resources and throwing aside old rivalries for the sake of the greater good. We started winning. We got really good at it. Winning.
7: Clyde Lewis, and you are listening to Ground Zero. Numbers to call tonight, 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700 tonight. Anything from opening dimensional portals to welcome the aliens, especially in various places in the Southwest where they're already gathering troops. For what? Well, they say it's for some fake invasion their fake invasion that's what we have to interpret as but what if it's for a fake invasion or a real invasion of aliens we're already trying to kick the fence to say hello to other dimensions at CERN what could possibly go wrong and what could we possibly bring in Triple eight six 3700 let's go to Tim in Maine Tim hi you're on ground zero
1: hi Clyde yes yes bless you my friend I was going to say, I couldn't be on hold any, any better because I'm getting to continue your show. I love Nori, but I'm getting to continue with you. Oh, thank you. Um, you you've you been hitting on a lot of things. You've been scaring the bejeebies out of me. Mm,
7: I don't mean to. I want to inform you, but if it scares you and it motivates you, then I guess that, that's okay, now,
1: too. Clyde, it's almost like the longer I've been waiting to talk to you, the more bumps and noise that have been going on around here, it's like I'm trying to, I want to tell you a little bit of my story, and it's like, <laughs> I don't know if something wants me to tell you or not. <laughs> no, I, I, you, you were talking about abductees. Uh, I've been an I've been abductee since I was five years old. Wow. And uh, I have not always been a pleasant experience. They talk about the tall whites. Tall whites, a tall white used to take me, but it wasn't angelic. It was more vampiric. And I mean, used to go out through a window, but we, it was, there was a lot of technical stuff, but I would say it was more inner earth. So as, as Charlie Sheen would say, I shouldn't have been looking up. I should have been looking down because the Hopis, they talked of the ant people, you know, we've got Dulce, New Mexico. We've got whatever the hell is in the Grand Canyon. And I've been talking to them tonight. It's like, if you're coming back, you know, come back now because I'm, I'm ready to deal with the little bastards.
7: What would you do now that you didn't do before?
1: Um, probably be, be a little more confrontational, probably ask a few more questions. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, they're not all that really, some of them aren't that tall, especially there's a lot of organic. That's all I remember is very organic, um, greens and blues and very short, Ugnadi, almost Jawa-looking type creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and like I said, not always that pleasant. And 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 regard, they would take you whether you want or not. I mean, you could run, you could try to scream, and just the noise, the piercing noise. You, it's almost like you know when they're coming. And any any dreams or visions I've had, you know, I don't I don't see the world as a big, blue, pretty, everybody holding hands and kumbaya. I see tubes in the air. I see things being fired. I see mechanical beasts on this on this planet yeah so that's why i'm a firm believer that, that they're not all good i believe there's some you know they talk about the nordics and stuff i've that that's nothing i've ever encountered but what did
7: you, you what know, kind of, I, what, I, kind I, of aliens, I, what kind of aliens what kind of aliens were, were did you encounter by chance what did you what kind of um, aliens
1: i i would consider them like a, like a gray but not the traditional gray that you see portrayed in every picture you know with that typical more like the uh the pictures that bonnie and, and uh betty hill the ones that they drew oh okay so more of a scrunched up face yeah you know, they still got the big eyes but more of a scrunchy face not all smooth pretty with the two little dashes for the nose and casper the ghost looking you know <laughs> no not that not that good looking okay but, uh, you know, you talk about, like, reptilians and stuff. I mean, you were hitting, hitting on it all. I mean, just even talking land of the lost, the stacks, stacks. You know, that's that sends the that's hair on my neck standing right up, just thinking about a reptilian.
7: Because that's what they look like?
1: Um, you, they're, they're definitely greenish. And, and more and more, I would say, more Lizard. Than, and if you – there's people – for some reason, there's people that will grab your attention – whether it's you know, it doesn't have to be a celebrity on TV. I'm talking people in town. If mm-hmm. you look at them, I and mean, you look at them just right, things don't. You can almost, to me, they look like lizards. You know, and I'm not, I'm not judging people by the way they look, but it's, right. it's almost like something's not quite right. Maneurisms and then you know, especially strange people in town. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and things like that. And but like you said, have that you can't talk. I've met my brother, he's seen a giant triangle with a friend of his, and, I mean, his friend is so petrified he won't talk, but he thinks I'm crazy for talking about abductions.
7: Do you think that you're going to have another one? Do you think you're going to have another abduction? I mean, how old are you now? i uh, 49 now. 49 now, so do you think yeah. that you'll have another one before you're, what, 50 or 60? I mean, that's about – how many um, did they ever come, actually, come back?
1: Come back. What's that? I'm hoping at this point. I, I kind of gave them a shout out earlier. Yeah, because I, I blame them on some of my health problems, just weird things. And uh, I almost had my kidney punctured in an MRI once, and they couldn't figure out what it was. I have no metal. I haven't been in the service. And uh, I passed the kidney stone. <laughs> and it was magnetic, and it looked like a piece of circuitry. And uh, I've never had it never had it checked, but I've I've looked at a magnifying glass and it looks like there's a little bit of writing on it. It's like, all right, now you're telling me I passed that through my kidney. I didn't eat it.
17: Wow. Attention all Ground Zero radio fans GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of t-shirts and hoodies They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions Get your hands on our durable water bottles And now introducing our latest additions A hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing GroundZeroMerch.com Support Ground Zero and everything we do Are you brave enough to step into the unknown, where shadows whisper and secrets unfold? Welcome to Ground Zero Radio, your gateway to the other side, now within reach on iOS, Android, and Alexa. Dive deep into the abyss with Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Unravel mysteries with the secret teachings and explore the unexplained in into the paranormal. Listen to live radio and podcasts, read our latest articles, and message the station—all in our new mobile apps. Download the Ground Zero Radio app today. Now available in the App Store.
7: Well, it sounds you know, like you've been through a exactly lot. I mean, I—and you say that you hope that you get—you get contacted again.
1: Oh yes, I—I I mean, like I said, I mean, they show up, and yeah, I, that I said, that's. Something now that I'm older, and you know this has haunted me my whole life. I'm ready. I'm ready to, to head on, but I believe they're already here. I mean, the contact could be coming from from without, but this—what is it—the the G-15 or whatever it that's is, is going on. I mean, who to say that's not coming from within? It's true. You know, they're go back to the Hopi's and the Ant people.
7: Well, and those people have been speaking of those types of people for a long time, saying they'd come back, but you know. Everybody's saying, yeah, someday, someday, someday. But, you know, every someday it gets closer and closer, and any more, it feels like it's just right there on the precipice and that we will be experiencing it in some way, shape, or form, whether it be a complete revelation by people where it's all in our minds at once or we view it or perhaps a small group of individuals view it and they testify about it. It could be real. It could be fake. It could be something else. But it certainly will be an experience that will change our lives. I know, Tim, after hearing you, it has changed your life. So other people, I'm sure, will step up to the plate and talk about it as well.
1: Well, actually, by talking to you, I'm just, like I said, we're off here in Maine. But at least I'm getting out on the radio waves. So if there's any of them little bastards out there listening, come <laughs> visit.
7: All right, Tim. Thank you for the call. Thank you.
1: I hey, bless you. And, and congratulations on the 20 years. And bless your health, man. You're sounding great.
7: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And that's, that's nice of him. Hey, we're going to take a break right now. Uh, by the way I just put up the link to the Anthony patch video I would suggest you purchase yourself a copy and watch it because there are gonna be a lot of things in there that hell I don't even I didn't even cover about CERN things you didn't know about CERN uh, now they've fired it up again it's not all doom and gloom it's actually very informative and you're gonna find it informative because it does it, it, CERN is not something that's uh, a temporary thing in our future in fact it's something that is the beginning to something greater if not something that's connected to a new Internet and quite possibly the new world order, doomsday machine of the new world order. 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. We'll be back. FM News 101
18: KXL. This is Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis on FM News 101.
7: Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. All right. Let's go to Robert in Pennsylvania. You're on Ground Zero. Yeah, hey, Clyde. How you doing? Good. Yeah,
1: it's always great to hear you. Yeah, I'll tell you, you're light. In my night, <laughs> but uh, listen, uh, this is all very, very interesting. Uh, every topic that you bring on, and, and again, uh, no part intended, but I do listen to Ground uh, or uh, uh, George Nori sure. also during the night. But uh, it seems like you're having a lot more, better, interesting uh, topics. But to get online here is, uh, what, uh, what's your take on? L.A. Marzulli, because I've listened to a lot of his uh, theories, and uh, his theories are pretty interesting. That uh, these aliens are actually uh, fallen angels in disguise to come down.
7: Well, that 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 is. I, I I've decided that that uh, you know L.A. Marzulli and others who say that aliens are fallen angels. That's just a nice way to have Christianity cope with uh, something that is spoken of periodically in their Bibles being both uh, malevolent and benevolent. Uh, yeah, I would say that demons and angels have always been called demons and angels until we outgrew the demons and angels and called them aliens and fairies. I, I would say that, uh, you know, that, well, I'm not discrediting the fact that angels and demons exist. What I'm saying is, is that it just seems to me that when we talk about angels, I mean, when we talk about uh, fallen angels, they're the, they're actually the go to for whatever uh, whatever we talk about aliens, saying that all aliens are fallen angels, and that's that. I don't think that's the case. I think that's uh, that's that's kind of pigeonholing one particular group of aliens. And while they uh, there are aliens that probably have the same attributes as fallen angels as de- or demons, I don't think they all do. And I think that it's uh, selling ourselves short when we immediately say that all aliens are fallen angels, all spirits that speak to us uh of the dead or demons. I mean, that kind of stuff to me is so black and white and so horrendously uh naive. I I I think that someone needs to step in and say, okay, while well, some of these may be fallen angels, they're not all fallen angels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I I I understand
1: that. Yeah, you know, there's I'm not saying every alien uh
7: Oh I know. You were you were speaking yeah. of Ellie marsuli and I'm just saying when you look at somebody like Ellie yeah. marsuli or somebody else uh who Immediately, will say, "Well, they're the fallen angels," and you're like going, "Oh, yeah." Some of yeah. them may be the fallen angels, or some of them may be demons, or some of them may be something else entirely. Right. But to put everything and pigeonhole it into one thing, I always, I always find it to be lazy, uh, lazy study, or a lazy study will tell you that every storm that happens, its peculiar is all harp. A lazy study will sure. tell you that you know uh, everything has to do with the chemtrails and nothing but. A lazy study will Whoa. tell you that cattle mutilations are done by aliens and aliens only. I mean, that's the thing Go is ahead. that when you're in my realm of thinking, I'm not that way. I'm not a lazy study when it comes to this. I've been studying it long enough to know that we do not have black and white things going on in the paranormal and in the parapolitical. We have all kinds of things going on that need to be exploited, not just the the Zionist bankers or the scapegoats or the, you know, they're always the same stories coming out of people. And the thing is, is they're tiresome and they're old and they need to be revitalized. And we've learned more. We've learned more in the past 60 years. I hope.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There's always a gray area. I mean, uh, once you think that it's a good agenda for them to use aliens in disguise to have the people say, praise them because they've come down here then and, 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 and free us of all our binds. I don't think
7: that any good Christian would pray to an alien. I I just don't think they do that. And if they do, they're not a good Christian to begin with. I think that any good religious type would understand and be able to differentiate between beings that are divine and beings that are profane. And I think that that's why we have the Holy Spirit. And I think to say that, you know, people are going to be Falling down on their knees and worship, worshiping aliens directly. Hell, that didn't even happen when Jesus came on the scene. Nobody fell down and worshiped him immediately. They had discerning and critical thinking. But other people felt something, and they sensed the beauty and the wonderment of Jesus, and that's why they worshiped him. That's why they worshiped him as a god. But I don't think everybody's going to see the alien immediately go, oh, got to on my knees and pray to it, because I don't think the alien yeah, will absolutely. like it, and I don't think God will like it either. Right. No. No. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, yeah but I wanted. I want to hear your
7: take on that. Yeah. I but think. I think that. I think that should be. I mean, it's common sense. I, and I. And I think anyone who, who's afraid they're going to lose their flock to an alien. I mean, if, if they're going to lose their flock to an alien, they didn't have a very good hold on their flock anyway. If Jesus or God or anyone's going to lose, uh, lose uh, their their uh, their stance next to an alien, I don't think anybody's going to deny Christ to go out go with an alien. And if they do, then they most certainly are stupid. Because <laughs> I mean, right, right, exactly. you know, yeah. <laughs> you don't know what you're you're messing with. That's just the point.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's that. Uh, you answered my question there. Thank you. And one other last thing. Uh, do you remember the episode of uh, Twilight Zone when the aliens came and uh, they offered all the free energy and that and they left a book uh, on the counter and, they to, serve it, and you know, to serve man and
7: yeah to serve man yes and I, they found out it's a cookbook. It's a cookbook to serve man. It's a cookbook. (laughs) That's what it was. was You too, Robert. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a cookbook to serve man. And that's the thing is that, uh, you know, who's to say that we had very spiritual and very wise beings providing for us a way by which we can cope with our humanity? And that would mean having... Uh, the idea or a thought or even wired with the idea that we have a creator we have a great architect we have someone who loves us and cares about us and looks out for us and in the same process we have all kinds of beings that are unexplainable i mean hell you look at what go- what goes on in uh, in the oceans you see creatures that you've never seen before and you think wow these creatures are alien in nature but when in reality they are just creatures we haven't seen or understood same thing goes with what goes out in space. If there is life out in space and we see what it's like, we don't like the way it looks and we can't necessarily care about it because it's not anthropomorphic. But we most certainly are going to pay the price for not caring about creatures that exist outside this planet. Even if they are so advanced that they can fly to us and they can, and they can try to greet us and understand us, give us the opportunity to understand them as well and also protect ourselves if their arrival means something that is the equivalent of an of a, uh, extinction level event. That's something we don't want. That's why we need to be careful about what we wish for. Everybody wants an alien landing or disclosure, but what if the disclosure means ELE, means extinction level or a catastrophic situation or even being left behind so our children can go and serve the alien masters somewhere on another planet? that's 888-673-3700 i'm clyde lewis you are listening to ground zero we'll be back
18: News 101, KXL.
8: Let me, be clear. Let me be clear. As a citizen and as president,
19: Ground Zero is indeed essential. Uh, radio is essential to who we are. <laughs> the
5: speaker spoke up and said, We're spoke up and said, Red the loudspeaker spoke up and said, <laughs> Did you hear that? give up."
7: Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight: 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. So, if you could imagine our solar system or our galaxy, and if you could imagine there are areas of that galaxy that are locked, that are under lock and key. I'm talking some, you know, this is just hypothetical. We have to have this this large combination lock, and the way to open it is to have all the combinations in the correct order, correct alignment, where we have to go in, align itself, align whatever it is to the galactic plane, and we turn the key on, we ignite the key to open the door, and it sends a push or a force so great that it opens a wormhole to the Earth or a black hole in the center of the galaxy. Now what would happen if we aligned all of that together in the galaxy and created a conduit where anything that has been imprisoned or kept away from the Earth was brought forward? And what we hear about is we hear about beings who we hear about, like in the Bible, that do not keep their proper domain. They don't remain in what is known as the goth. They, they, they move from the goth into an area that, that is not their proper domain and left to their own abode, they are awakened or brought forward. And so what we have is we have an abyss that opens at the command of science. The key, the lock, the combination lock, and they have all the alignments for that combination ready to go. Now, many people who listen to this program have talked about the fallen angels and who or what or how are these fallen angels supposed to be brought forward or had. Well, If you look all over the scriptures and all over ancient writings, in fact, I kind of remember some of the fallen angels are part of a group that were brought up from the abyss, from hell, a little place called Tartarus, and they were delivered to the earth given reserve to judgment, cast down to Tartarus or brought forward from Tartarus. See, if you read like the book of Enoch and parts of Genesis, and if you read, oh, like Second Peter, the Tartarus or the nature of the, Tart- the Tartarus, those from hell, rise from the darkness. They're everlasting beings that rise from the darkness Hold, brought forward in the chains of darkness, brought forward from an abyss of darkness, perhaps even a black hole, which comes down or appears in an area that is is actually foretold by a saint or by some other prophet. Now, I have said before that if you read, and, and this is spoken of in our little conference as well, uh, about Nostradamus and how Nostradamus in Century 9, Quatrain 44, then states this. It says, leave, leave Geneva, every last one of you. Saturn will be converted from gold to iron. Rapos will exterminate all who oppose him before the coming, the sky will show signs. Leave Geneva, every one of you. Leave Geneva, every one of you. Saturn will be converted from gold to iron, talking about alchemy, the conversion of gold to iron. It's it's amazing how these prophecies come together and that he actually tells people, he warns people to leave Geneva. And is it because... Of the fact that the abyss opens in Geneva, that's what I want to know. Is the abyss quite possibly the Tartarus or the 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 road to hell, the 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 well of the demonic? Let's say that this could be a well of the demonic, where if we open the well and let loose the water, the water shall be bitter, and all those who partake of it will also die. I mean, what is your heart telling you about all of this is going on? There's so many people who are riders of the whim and forget that everything we see is not always what it appears to be. I mean, when you take a look at CERN and we hear what CERN is, I mean, I don't know if I'm afraid more so than I am concerned about the destructive nature of what this can do and how it would most definitely ruin or otherwise destroy the planet. We should not have to second-guess ourselves when it comes to something like CERN. We need to also learn from it, learn from what it is, and not be confused because we are learning that the world has many layers like an onion. They want to prove it with CERN. They want to find the aliens. They want to find the gods. They want to find out what's buried deep within the earth or beyond it. Now, you could have all that scare you, All your phobias can shape your belief system and they can motivate you. And most people, you know, they form opinions and they form habits based on their hidden phobias. But I would like to think that we can find refuge in the refusal to commit to a belief system that is haphazard and full of hubris, such as the belief system that CERN is a saving entity, that this science is going to help us in the future. When I don't know how it can. I mean, we all know that the supernatural yields its share of ghosts and various shadowy monsters. We've seen news reports of common scares like murderers and natural disasters. When we narrow down those scares and and we whittle away the fat, we find ourselves in the well of the mnemonic. We find ourselves looking down into the abyss. We conclude that they're has to be an evil that exists, something that reminds us that there is a cold and non-forgiving spirit that can manifest if we call it out to manifest. And this is exactly what is happening at CERN. Their thoughts and their actions can and will betray us. And the fears we have actually that that we are manifesting now and we see now that are living in times where you know, things like these, you know, when the veil seems to be lifting and every vampire and werewolf becomes a tangible, frightening reality, we have to pay attention to this. I'm not saying to believe in folklore. I'm not saying to believe in mythology. I'm beginning to see that every real evil is somehow intertwined with these so-called attempts at finding the halfway point between science and religion. And thus we have the alien, the demon, the fallen angel and the abyss being opened and closed Every time they fire that large Hadron Collider. We are being warned that there are wormholes or portals that can be opened through ritual or through the auspices of super colliders. And those real entities can pass through and haunt mankind and change the direction of the future. We can look back. And occultists like Aleister Crowley, Ed Kelly, and John Dee and how they use special keys to open the heavens and communicate with beings from the sky. We also have learned of rituals like the Babylon working carried out by rocket scientist Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard. Do you find it any kind of coincidence that Scientology is the subject of news programs now on CNN? Because the ritual now is going on and it continues to go on, allegedly opened up by a vortex in 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 some area. I mean, you remember the Norwegian Vortex was first seen when CERN first fired. And who was there to witness the Norwegian Vortex but Barack Obama himself as he was receiving his Nobel Peace Prize. It was almost as if he was in another dimension receiving a prize that he did not deserve. So why did he get it? Maybe it's because in a future event or in a future time in another dimension, Barack Obama deserves his Nobel Peace Prize. And so in the spirit of being in another dimension, in the spirit of the Norwegian wormhole, he was granted that. But my worry with these quests to find Higgs boson and beyond, the god particle, dark matter, the Large Hadron Collider has many uses and the public really doesn't understand the mystery of the beast. It is quite literally a beast of sorts. From the logo, looking very much like the 666, interlocking. From Shiva on the campus, the destroyer of worlds. Shiva is the same or the equivalent of the Babylonian bell or Baal, The horned god and the same Satan or Baal or whatever. They even had a helioscope there called the Satan. It was an acronym for the Solar Axion Telescopic Antenna. If you look up the logo, you'll see a little devil saying boo. The purpose of CERN is to find the origins of man in the universe, and this is what they're attempting to do. They're attempting to play God. And with that, we're supposed to accept it. But the mission of CERN may be to open up the sleeping giant of Apollyon, or Apollo, the god of destruction. Just like what was said by Nostradamus, leave, leave Geneva, every last one of you. Saturn, Satan will be converted from gold to iron. Rapos will exterminate all who oppose him before the coming of the sky will show sign. Ray post. Not many people wouldn't know what that means. I can interpret it as saying that CERN has used the Saturn, Satan, or Cernunos ray-based positron source, or the positron ray, or the ray-pos, or the ray-pose. But the underlying agenda is something that needs to be explored further. And this dimensional doorway, if we have the key and titles, that we could be having conversations with aliens or gods when in reality... What we're truly doing is we're tapping into those demonic entities and all of those other forces that have been around for 5,000 some odd years. That have been imprisoned for 7,000 years in the guff known as hell. Can you imagine the real tangible appearance of entities that do not belong in this world? Can you imagine how the possibility can be abused and the fear such entities could create a need for a world entity to combat the menace? An alien threat from outside this world or an alien threat from inside this world. The essence here, well, truly in the essence of the powers of the world, they're using doomsday machines, machinery and occult rituals to build a better antichrist presence on the planet. Ensure that the people will follow the administration of the new world order blindly and fully because they fear a demonic world and they fear that CERN has the power to open up the bowels of hell. Intelligence cores, all of them have been keeping secrets regarding the demonic alien presence on this planet. But now they're gathering. Now we're getting information. Now we're getting fast radio bursts. We're getting them in intelligent mathematical forms. We're learning that the president is speaking with the clergy, that the clergy is speaking out about aliens, and that we somehow...
17: Attention all Ground Zero radio fans GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of t-shirts and hoodies They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions Get your hands on our durable water bottles And now introducing our latest additions A hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing GroundZeroMerch.com Support Ground Zero and everything we do
7: Are being hinted or at least whispered to that the coming of disclosure is very very near and you may not like what you hear once the gates are opened and all is there to see the new dimensions they're willing to conquer the new things that they're willing to throw into the other side even to the point of leaking gravity and contaminating another dimension for the sake of science oh the hubris i don't see i don't know if anybody sees that as hubris. i do I see it as hubris. I see it as if there are other dimensions that we're trying to conquer, why contaminate them with our gravity? Why contaminate them with anything that we have? 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. We're going to get your calls coming up on Ground Zero. Don't go
18: away. FM News 101 KXL
6: more with clyde lewis and ground zero on fm news 101
7: this is not a test it is the future ground zero with clyde lewis just a reminder for those of you who wanted to see the Ground Zero Lounge with Anthony Patch and didn't get a chance to head out to the Hilton, it is available for watching on YouTube by going to awakenedroots.com. That's awakenedroots.com. And you can order online the three hour session for $10. It's an amazing presentation uh i am so excited for this presentation that's why i'm talking about it as much as i can because i really really want you to see this if you missed it save your ten dollars and watch it because it is going to really educate you on what is happening in geneva switzerland what is happening at cern and it's not about scaring you it's about informing you i know a lot of people say oh the end of the world that's what i'm going to say this no not necessarily you see, CERN has, has, has not been close to the event horizon yet, but they want to make black holes. They want to make strangelets. They want to open universes now. They have been given the opportunity to find God and the God particle, and that is not enough. They want more. They want dark matter. They want to know what makes the universe tick. And in the process, it's kind of careless to do that. And so the research that we have put together is undoubtedly the best ever about CERN and what it is capable of doing. This video of Anthony Patch is available for a limited time. The books that Anthony has written are still available for free, and he will tell you in the video how to get his books for free so that you can be well studied up on CERN. It is one of the most concerning pieces of machinery that, it, that, that people for the longest time have worried that it's a doomsday device. I say, at first I was afraid of it, then I noticed that, of course, we had other colliders like Brookhaven and others that were just close to the power that they had produced, that re- we really had nothing to worry about. But it was still the possibility of accident, the possibility of a mistake that could cause us to create a black hole and destroy ourselves over time. And this is something that is very vital to learn about. I think that while they're doing their experiments at low power, that maybe there is no problem, that, there, that there's still a slight chance of an accident causing the earth to go bad. But the idea of 17 trillion volts being used to try and open up a portal or open up a dimension, do you think it's worth it? Do you think it's worth the risk on the American people? Well, here are some things to learn, and that is with Anthony Patch's As Above, So Below, the concerns about CERN that was performed at the Hilton Hotel, and we had people there. Great Ground Zero listener turnout, and we would like a great Ground Zero listener turnout for the video. So, please go to awakenroots.com. That's awakenroots.com for the Anthony Patch presentation. Also, give me details on how to get his free books. You just go to awakenroots, awakenroots.com, awakenroots.com. Go there, and it will show you how to order it. Once you order it, it will send you an email for the password, and you can watch it as uh, you're sitting in your home. You can watch it in your spare time, much like a Ground Zero episode. It'll go by fast because it's that informative. 888 3700 That's 888 3700 We'll be back with more Ground Zero. Your phone calls and wrap-up all coming up on Ground Zero. Don't go away.
6: More with Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero on FM News 101.
0: An unprecedented meteor shower falling off the coast of Tokyo. The entire city is mesmerized by its of the of An unidentified enemy has don't reached my my a please please Right now, one thing is clear the world is at war. We have the ships, we have the weapons.
9: Soldiers. Soldiers like Private Ace Levy and Lieutenant John Rico. We need you all.
2: Service guarantees citizenship. Call me Kaki. If there's an alien out there I can't kill, I haven't met him and killed him yet.
12: Radio bursts from space seem to follow a strange mathematical
1: pattern. Get down!
9: These bursts, which were first detected in 2001, all had dispersions, measures that were intricate
1: multiples of the same number, 187.5. At 1446
5: Pacific Standard Time, 12 different locations across the globe were breached, and what appears to have been a coordinated attack by an unknown enemy. All breaches were along the coastline, in what is a campaign of rapid dominance. This is a textbook military invasion. A massive casualties in New York. Defensive lines are being set up in Boston, and at a 1315 Zulu time, we lost three of the cases in San Francisco and San Diego. Their status is unknown. What we do know is that we are the last offensive force on the West Coast. We cannot lose Los Angeles.
7: And every mission's a suicide mission. I'm Clyde Lewis. You are listening to Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight. 888 673 We go now to Jim calling in from Wisconsin. You're on Ground Zero, Jim. Go ahead.
1: Hey, how are you doing, Clyde? Good. Uh, hey, uh... Is this a CERN collider here, is that the uh, energy-to-matter device that the Elite had to develop?
7: Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's where they're uh, taking streams, they're slamming in them together, protons and electrons, and they're creating uh, black holes, and they're creating strangelets, and they're creating, uh, what I understand, they're going to be creating uh, dimensional doorways that open up to other dimensions. well,
1: yeah. Uh many dimensional doorways, but the you know that this, this is a dimensional doorway of the right technology. It's the wrong technology for dimensional doorways. I mean that was one of their concerns when they went into Iraq was they thought that uh, Saddam had found one of those uh,
7: doorways, uh, you know the the stargates. Yeah, if you remember the uh, story of Nebuchadnezzar and uh, the men who went into the furnace and they didn't consume, but they went in and they came out again, it makes you wonder if that was a some sort of a stargate device.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that um, ruins there, Puma Punka was at uh, one time a
7: big stargate device that was there that got blown up. Could be, you know. You know, I find it interesting, Jim, that. Many people who listen to my program. I bring up the Nebuchadnezzar story of, of a possible time machine or uh, CERN device or Stargate, and no one, no one bats an eye. They know what I'm talking about. No one bats an eye. You mean? Yeah, no one bats an eye. They they know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm talking about Nebuchadnezzar's uh, little furnace that they put those men in. Those yeah, uh, three men. Yeah. yeah. Miss
1: Shepard Mishap and
7: Bendigo or something like that? Is their exactly, yeah. Mishap, Abednego, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I was raised, Christian, so I
1: haven't, you know, told all those stories.
7: You know. Yeah, but to make it sound like it's one of those transporters from Star Trek makes it sound a little bit like cosmic bas- uh, blasphemy. Wouldn't you agree? Well, I don't know if it would be cosmic
1: blasphemy at all. I think that's... Uh, you know, a reasonable considering our knowledge of, of technology now, assumption that that possibly could have been.
7: Yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm glad, I'm glad you see it that way because I know a lot of people are going, What the hell is he talking about? What does he mean, a, a time machine at the time of Nebuchadnezzar? You know, I'm sure, you know.
1: Well, I, I, I don't buy into. Uh, you know, Stone Age Man, you know, up to current uh, civilization has been the only civilization on this planet ever. I mean, there's yeah. too much evidence, both archaeologically and mythologically, you know, to go with that. And then you've got the Vedic writings, too. I mean, they what do they talk about, you know? Mm-hmm. Greater civilization.
7: Right, exactly. Exactly.
1: But, you know... The elite of the fallen angels. They're the ones that are trying to get off this planet. <laughs> They're trying to get away, try to figure out. And that's what they had to do is figure out how to, you know, first they have to figure out matter to energy. Well, that was the bomb. So that, then to get away after they master that, they have to do the um, energy to matter. They have to be able to manifest matter. Mm-hmm. To be able to get out of here. You know, the... The quarantine that this planet's been put under since they were dropped here, you know, keeps them here. And this is how they uh, they were told to how they could escape it.
7: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's, uh, you're right. This may be a portal that will open up uh, a lot of undesirable undesri- uh, de- uh, things because you were saying that it's the wrong type of energy. And you're probably correct. Yeah, it's the wrong kind of technology. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Because uh, I forget who the what his name was, there was a scientist in uh, Berkeley a year and a couple of months ago that uh, studying dark matter, and his look at dark matter after all, everything, all of his research, he comes back with the statement that
7: dark matter has to be consciousness. Yep, that's what that's something that, uh, in fact, uh, I, I remember Anthony Patchett said something to the effect that. Uh, the, the Pope wanted to call it spirit matter, that it was the consciousness of, of humankind that fires that fires in the minds and the souls and, and that sort of thing. The dark matter is the is the uh, basis of all things, and if they're making that, then they'll be able to know how to uh, collect and bottle consciousness if they give the opportunity.
1: Yeah, well, that's what, you know, everything, humanity, every look at dark matter shows that matter comes from it. Right, exactly. And it's manipulated by it. right dark
7: matter effects of all it does pretty smart man that's awesome jim jim thank you so much for that that's awesome ready you have a good night. night take care that's a great call uh, you know and, and it's even great when he knows about shadrach meshach and uh, Mishak, Mishak and abednego is that what the name of the group two three guys is that what they call in the bible i think it was in chapter 3 of the bible uh daniel chapter 3 See, these guys were sent into a fiery furnace by King Nebuchadnezzar, and this is uh, back in the days of Babylon. What it basically talks about is that these men entered this furnace, and while they were inside, they weren't consumed, and later a fourth man walks out with them, and the king is astonished. Where did this fourth man come from? They didn't know. So the biblical account is saying that it had to be an angel or something, but leaving the here and now, living the quantum world, and you say to yourself, well, no, what happened is, is those three three guys went in, they weren't consumed, but they disappeared and came back with another guy, They went into the future, into the past, or whatever, and grabbed another guy and brought him into the furnace. I mean, think about it. Men entered into furnace, disappeared, only to appear again with another man. Where did they go, and who was the other man who was with them? Could they have been sent through a stargate and returned with someone from another time or another planet or another dimension? I mean, you can laugh at me, but when I bring this up, no Christian bats an eye. They know exactly what I'm talking about. Which kind of is weird because Saddam Hussein at one time said he was King Nebuchadnezzar. Made you think if he went through the wormhole and came out and said, okay, I'm the king of Babylon all over again. I mean, that's just like the Atlas is CERN, capable of opening a wormhole and allowing the passing of people from other dimensions into this world. Come on, this is, uh, this is what they're saying. I mean, in Star Trek, they brought Lincoln through. From the from the port from the wormhole, Lincoln came in, Bring in Santa Claus, Mickey Mouse, Abraham Lincoln, whoever you want. Mike TV? Who knows? Triple A's. am mentioning all these characters from fiction. Wasn't Mike TV in Willy Wonka like set into particles and then he, he became Wonka Vision, kind of like the wormhole? Yeah, that's exactly what's going on at CERN. Bad, 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 bad. We'll be back.
18: FM News 101 KXL. Or with Clyde Lewis on FM News 101.
7: This is not a test. It is the future. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Let's go to Jim in Colorado. Hi, Jim, you're on Ground Zero. Clad, my brother. Yes. It was Shadrach, and Abednego. Right. It's hard to it's hard to pronounce it uh eleven fifty one at night.
12: I know it is. Now you've done it, pal. You've really done it. I could take alien spiders and alien snakes and exoskeletons. I had everything planned out on what I was going to do. And then you mention aliens coming off a spacecraft looking like lobsters with claws. Yeah. And all I can think about is fresh, hot Irish-drawn butter, a little rice pilaf, and some Ramey Russian
7: River Chardonnay. So now we know that if the aliens come down with an exoskeleton, you'll be right there with your lobster bib on ready to eat.
12: (laughs) You better believe it. Okay, here's my theory, Clyde. Here's my theory as to what's going on. Yes. Okay, remember we were talking last year about Puerto Rico where they were building up troops
13: down into
12: Florida and Puerto Rico and that they thought they were going to have something hit there and people were scared. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking about Texas and Utah building the FEMA death domes. They're meeting with the uh, you know, with the leaders of the Mormons mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, how about this? What about if that uh, Hedron Collider is going to be used for the name like it says, Collider? We know Nibiru is supposedly heading towards us. What else could we use that's more powerful than 17 trillion volts Volts to either move us or move them to keep us from being annihilated?
7: Using it as a tractor beam. Oh, my gosh. Yep. That's a that's yep. amazing because it can, as uh, Anthony Patch points out in this video, it can create a conduit. A conduit can be sent out and it can open an area through the magnetic field in order to latch on to something. Not necessarily that's bring right. it towards us, take it away from that he hasn't said, but he says it does create a complete and total conduit to Saturn, which he said is amazing. That's right. Yeah. And
12: see, they're already here. They're already. They're coming down. They're going to be in Utah and Texas, the aliens to help us, probably from Nibiru, the Anunnaki. They don't want to destroy us because it probably causes a hell of a lot of damage to them when this happens. Mm-hmm. So they're coming down. They had the technology, and they're saying we're going to help you guys to push one of us away.
7: It's an interesting thought. That's
12: all I got, brother.
7: I love it, man. I'll, I'll have to look into that. That's something very interesting. Yeah, Tractor and beam. And how else could we do it? Yeah, that's you know, true. Good idea. Great idea, Jim. Jeez, that's awesome. Never thought of the tractor beam. Let's go to Howard in Vancouver. You're on Ground Zero.
19: Well, good evening, Clyde. Hey. Good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you. Uh, I don't have too much time here, so I just I was going to bring up the uh, Rumbles from Forum Forest case.
7: Yes, uh-huh.
19: Uh, I didn't think a conversation about uh,
7: alien communication would be complete without that. That's a fantastic story. That that whole story. Have you ever read the Rendlesham um, Rendlesham Forest case? In fact, we had uh, Nick Pope on the show to talk about. It was very interesting. Oh,
19: yeah, that was a good good program.
7: Yes. Uh, mm-hmm.
19: The uh, the uh, just the upside of what I wanted to say was is that uh, one of the individuals remember uh, on that uh, Air Force security team that actually touched the UFO. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He started having visions of uh, binary numbers in his head.
13: hmm.
19: He wrote he wrote them down, and the. Uh, he had them deciphered, and uh, according to to the uh, story that I heard uh, uh, they gave coordinates to a place called High Brazil. And it was a, a mythical place, a mythical island that was several hundred miles off the Irish coast. Hmm. and it had been reported by mariners for centuries. As, uh, according to legend, it appeared it had only appeared every seven years. Interesting and, and they could never approach it because it would always disappear. It was clouded shrouded in mist and there was supposedly a race of uh, of uh, Highly evolved beings there that uh, didn't want to any, anything to do with the human race because they were too primitive But
7: uh, I just thought I would throw that out. Yeah. That's fascinating that it was an, it was an island that uh, Comes and goes every seven kind of like Brigadoon <laughs> it comes every seven years <laughs>
19: Yeah, there's records of it, you yep. know, uh, appearing many times, you know, the different uh, sea captains had reported over the overnight. Fantastic. And, uh, and one other thing, you we were talking a little bit earlier about the, uh, the alien mollusks. Yes. Yeah, well, don't worry about them. They're easy to outrun.
7: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The mollusks are. Howard, thank uh, you for the call. I appreciate that. Okay. Have good night. Good night. Take care. Blake in Mississippi, take us home. What's on your mind?
1: Yeah, yeah I was just saying... That's really fascinating with all the signs that you've been able to correlate about uh, Hadron Patron Fyder. Uh-huh. You hear me? mm
7: mm-hmm. I can hear you. Yes?
1: Yeah, and what I, what I was thinking about was, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the scriptures that maintain that uh, the abyss will be opened up and uh, um, the evil creatures, the scorpions will come out and torment man and all that, and I thought, my, what a, what a... What a what a way to open Pandora's box, right? No kidding. And you don't the universe is so complex and so complicated, and there's probably so many races of extraterrestrials that the likelihood that they could have be having a fight over who's going to get us occur right down here. We might have two merging um, forces coming in at the same time, and and you know some will be more uh, benevolent than others. But if you look at – I like to err on the side of caution and and look at what the
8: scriptures say about it because it does mention extraterrestrials in Genesis. Mm-hmm. And it
9: does mention that there's creation angels collectively known as Elohim, and they, they individually identify them as seraphim, teraphim,
1: uh, cherubim, and nephilim uh, were actually a, a fallen uh, entities. But it, just because the Bible says there's one fallen entity, doesn't mean that there's not a whole lot of other fallen en- entities out there. Because I'm sure the universe contains more information it could put put forth on on on, the, on a a journal for the, you know the the, the the simple simple mind of mankind. But whatever was was stated there was to uh, let us know that uh, uh, the message, the the angels. That are of god they 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 are servants they're not gonna we're not gonna be a. we're not gonna be a food source for them i mean you know when the angels created manna it's like even now we have the capability of creating uh meat products and petri dishes and they're talking about uh growing hamburger off of these uh uh you know uh, the biogenetics that they use with the uh, stem selling and stuff like that mm-hmm. so the actual at-
9: Aspect of having to, to, you know, slaughter a creature for food or anything like that is is so far primitive probably to so many of these different
1: alien races that uh, that, that kind of discourse would uh,
9: be at least,
1: you know, high, highly discouraged by the other aliens. And I think there's a contention amongst the different alien races about what actually gets done as practice to the civil, new civilizations and such that, that exist, because
7: I think... That's amazing. The, uh, I mean, hey, Blake, we're running out of time, but it's amazing what you have to say, because, yeah, it's true. We don't know what to expect, and it seems that we all seem to think we do, but let's wait and see what happens as time rolls on. We'll be back with more Ground Zero tomorrow night. Good night. FM News
18: 101 KXL.
17: Attention all Ground Zero radio fans GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of t-shirts and hoodies They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions Get your hands on our durable water bottles And now introducing our latest additions A hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing GroundZeroMerch.com Support Ground Zero and everything
13: we do